Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Wax, the wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo wax, the best wax in the game. Foo wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a, and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn. They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland Hard Seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Lydon. That's awesome. 
This week's guest is a surfer, skateboarder, super talented snowboarder, and especially crazy good on a dirt bike. Yes, he dominated MX circuit as a Grom turned pro and almost died from a leg injury, bad motorcycle accident. Yep, we're going to hear about that. He made, he's now making a name for himself as an MX free rider or street rider. rider. I don't know. He's kind of started a new category in, in moto. MX is, skateboarding? MX fucking... It's free ride. Yeah, he does it all. Free ride? This he does John, it all. Yeah. Anyways, you need to check out his latest short film, Dead Man Walking, presented by Fox. He's an HB superstar. We welcome Justin. Born and bred. Bro, born and bred. <laughs> Justin. Fuck Molf. Molfer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your nickname? That's, that's, that's what they say about that's me. That's what they say. <laughs> what, what nicknames do you have? I'm sure that's you just have. Just but Molf. I'm, I mean, I mean that's like what comes from my dad. Even like, they call him Molf or whatever. Yeah, Molf. It's just my last name. But yeah, the real Molf's somewhere else. Before, uh, <laughs> before we start talking about you... Let's briefly give your dad a shout out. <laughs> right. Dude, that dude is HB enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> Mulford, who's a badass, tall. Oh, come on. He's a big teddy bear. He's yeah. a big, <laughs> he's a scary <laughs> teddy bear. Yeah. He's a scary teddy bear, but. Yeah. He's an aggressive teddy bear. Yeah, he's an aggressive <laughs> teddy bear. He's a grizzly. Dude, no. that guy's awesome. Yeah. I wish yeah. I wish there was more. Uh, Mulford's out there. Yeah. There's a couple it. more coming. Nice. Well, welcome to the show. We're stoked to have you on. Yeah. I'm stoked to, to be talk here. About. Um, oh, we forgot to introduce. Uh, this is my girlfriend, Laura. Laura. Hello, Laura. Hi. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Don't you so might shy. be the first couple that we've ever had on the show. Right? Well, it's an honor. I don't know. Yeah. The first time for everything. No, we had uh, uh, Doc and Amber. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's Hot, the hottest couple in the... The cutest couple, cutest couple yeah. in the surf industry. There you go. Yeah. This is the cutest couple <laughs> in the moto industry. <laughs> I'll take it. So, so... HB, what was it like? Yeah, yeah. tell us uh, tell us how you got into surfing first, and then we'll... Okay. Well, my dad's obviously... You guys know my pops. He starts surfed from when he was young, as it can be. Grew up in a pretty raw part of Huntington. Lived that same life. and hasn't pretty much left the place, so... He's real rooted here. He's introducing me to all you guys and more. So all you guys have seemed like pretty much family to me. Um, what part of Huntington can, is that? Uh, downtown Huntington, I would yeah. guess you could say. Yeah. Or, I mean, right by the beach, Huntington. <laughs> Not inland or like, you know, a little yeah. farther over there. Um, For most people that don't know about Huntington, it used to be, you know, we talk about it a yeah, lot. but Oil fields and dirt. Yeah, it used to yeah. be rough. Rough, you know what I mean, and then things changed. I, know, I was talking to my dad with him actually this morning from like the 80s, from the OP Pro riots, and like all the cops that got brought in, and like how much co how much trouble they used to cause when they were younger, and how much they could get away with because it was just a bunch of Andy Griffin looking cops just walking. <laughs> it was it was not only like five or six cops. He's like, I don't remember nothing. Like yeah. you know, they used to do a bunch of and they knew the they knew the locals stuff. and they tend not to like really hassle, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. the. the the OGs, you know, they hey, knock it off. Like mm -hmm. they're more worried about people coming in from out of town. Yeah. yeah. So like he came from that real, real local area, and then he, he didn't really have too much of like a good family setup. So he has he was running his muck and like kind of raised himself, and uh, did as best as he can with me. Obviously, I probably saved him more than anything at the time, and he'll tell you that. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. 
Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. To himself. Uh, That's rad. So, yeah, it was like he was just a wild man, like you guys know of him. Is your mom still in the picture? Or? My mom's in Big Bear. She works, uh, owns the cab business up there, runs a transportation that was like inherited to her probably 15 years ago. Yeah, Because cool. she was having a hard time running, my, raising my two little brothers that she had. A, um, they're not. They're, yeah, they're not the same dad. Um, uh, so. Basically, since she was such a hustler and looking, you know, looking after the kids so much, this guy was passing away and like saw that she was such a hustler for the kids and inherited the company to her. So since then, she's been running that company, running all the transportation. Um, like, uh, mostly since with Uber coming around and all that stuff, like the last couple of years, it's been not so great with that part of the business because it's hard to hire people that want to do it and not getting as much blah 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 and then like uh, another thing is we do the transportations for like medicals like physical therapy or eye appointments and doc you know basically yeah. insurance companies pay for my mom's route right now and that's like her bread and butter and that's what she's been running and she's burnt on it to be honest because it's just so hard to like handle with all the Drunks and doing all that yeah. kind of people. It's hectic, especially it's in Big Bear. It's hard to do service like that, you know. Yeah. People that have to go to the doctor and you know, because they're not in the most healthy state, yeah. you know, and they're probably eggy and like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, not in the best health. So you're like, yeah. it's got to be tough. And plus, what, like you said, with Uber. Yeah, the Uber is what's kind of been the most roughest part in the beginning because. She pays for a lot of money for the insurances and stuff, and like, there's dudes on all types of different drugs or selling drugs out of those Ubers, out of that place. And it's like, to my mom's like, what? The? I'm like, she's like, I'm paying stupid amount of money as for a, my insurance as a and, legitimate yeah. business, and these guys are yeah, no yeah, thing. like taking and she's like, I'm making my, my liability and thing, all things all good, all insurance, blah 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 blah. I don't even know exactly how all that perfectly runs, but yeah, so yeah, when that's did, pretty when much. When did she move up to? Big Barry said? Um, she's probably like 97 or 98. Okay. So did and, you stay with your dad? Mm, uh, yeah, I was, I was really back and forth. Uh, okay. I was raised in motocross and things were really serious at the time. Like well, around let's go that back. area. So when did you first start surfing? Or how did when you I first started surfing, I, I wasn't like that into it. I think my dad was like, just bring me down to the beach. And he was all, everyone used to say, all the boys used to kick it at Tower 2. And I would just sit under Tower 2 in my trucks and he would go surf and then come out, all right, we're going surfing. I'm like, all right. Like, I didn't really surf, you know what I mean? Like, three years old, like, pushing on, like, standing up on whitewash, like every other kid would. 
But I was just like, I didn't really pick up on my own time in surfing until I was like 12, until I was like able to get to the beach by myself. And yeah. like, cause there was, I remember my dad would go surf. I wouldn't really go surf with them. I'd go skate while he was surfing. And I was like, when I was like eight, nine, 10 years old, like, yeah. I wasn't too into the water. I didn't like it that yeah. as much. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't, it didn't bother me. I just wasn't that into it, you know, yeah. cause I was riding. I was like, did your dad try to push you into it or? No, not at all. He just gave it to me and like, he gave me everything and then he saw what I had and then just kind of pushed it from there. Cause like with the riding, I was just like, it clicked well. He broke his, he he just got a bike. And then since he had a bike, he got me a little bike and then he'd go to the track and then he saw the potential in me. And then one of the dads at the track was like, dude, get him racing. Like, this, right, it'll we, be fun. We gotta, we gotta you know? go back though. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. Um, when you're, you know, like eight through 10, I mean, that's kind of where kids are really into BMXing and skateboarding yeah. and everything anyways. But, you know, to be able to like have- And were you living here with your dad and back and forth? Yeah, my mom had a little bit of time here at that time before eight you know and then she moved up there and i'd be back and forth like visiting he would go up my dad was snowboarding all the time and then his one of his best friends pat allen you guys know pat oh, allen. yeah yeah pat allen lived up there so we would always go do you know he brought us kind of into the snowboarding scene to be honest it was like yeah. mostly what he yeah he, he you started know, like, the, it the basically what circuit of, you know yeah the, the reason snowboard. why i snowboard yeah. Basically. Did so. you get into snowboarding before Moto or um, about the same time? The, everything was right there. I think like ma major time was like six years old. I don't remember six years old so well because it was just like it, we did. I did everything. Like he's a skateboard. You're a skateboard. Ollie up the curb. Ollie up the Dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Go run over to him. Can I go Ollie up the curb? Like I had to go on the street. You know what I mean? To do it. So yeah. it was like that was all like beginning times. Like just he's just throwing me stuff because he's yeah. just the way he lived, you know? So go for it. No, that's what do you the need? perfect way. What do you need? Here, he gave me the tools tool. and he just figured out what tools I wanted to do. I kind of just stuck with everything. I just yeah. did a little bit of it. I, I got bored quick with stuff. So I'd go do this. Well, at this. least you didn't have a dad like late night. Like late Whoa. night pushes <laughs> JJ and Duke into everything. Hard. Yells at him and all that. Oh, I got pushed. <laughs> I've been pushed. Not even. We, like, haven't, we, haven't got, go. we haven't got there yet. <laughs> just don't worry. <laughs> The surfing, but see, I mean, I wish he kind of did push me with surfing. And sometimes I think about it because I mean, that's that's the best lifestyle there is, is the surf lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, to go live on, get paid to go surf a tropical island all the time, like oh, that dude. was yeah. gotta be killer. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm out there in the dirt, grinding, like yeah. slamming, breaking death, shit, like yeah. looking at death in the eyes every day, almost basically. Like yeah. all it takes is one dumb kid to land on me, and one dumb dumb decision for me to land on somebody else. That's yeah. like. <laughs> it's on the edge, you know? So I learned how to live on this fence and balance with it the whole time. So yeah. that's like almost what keeps me thriving is like, I'm not, it's not even the, like that little tiny scare I need. It's yeah. like, it's kind of fucked up, but. Yeah, and okay, coming from a dad that didn't race moto or anything, you no. know, it's, it's pretty new and yeah. you know, you're, I, I mean, with my kids, yeah, I want them to surf and snowboard because that's what, it, you know, you, you kind of want your kids to do what you yeah. do because it's convenient. Like, oh, let's go do this, it's all fun. But you also want to expose them to all kinds of things and see what clicks and yeah. see what they gravitate towards. So did you did you live with your dad most of the time then? Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. My mom like was taking care of my two little brothers and that's like what the whole thing is. I'd go visit them a lot and there was a there was like that was a pretty good kind of a heavy moment times and stuff. My dad's to separate with the different dad and then the mom tug of war, you know. Yeah. A little hard, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's all emotions and it's all first kid. There wasn't they weren't that old yet, you know what I mean? To where it's all learning. 
for them, but they're everything's great now. It's just yeah. like at the time it was so. It's tough because you know, you're young. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, when you're independent, you're like, dude, I got my own money, I got my own car, I'll just you know yeah. visit. It's it's different than what school are you going to go into and where is he going to stay full time and what you know like circle of friends and sports and you know it's like a lot of variables. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to ever like I didn't really like lose it too. You know, like go on to some crazy rampage on a drug binge or anything. I party and have fun with my friends. But I'm I'm pretty moderate with my stuff and having a good time. I've never really fell off the deep end off yeah. you know what I mean other than mentally like you know like kind of <laughs> a couple of me- couple of mental breakdowns where I lost it and like dipped to the mountains for a couple of years in my life where I didn't come around didn't surf didn't talk to no one like didn't talk to my dad for a couple of years nothing just fly fished and snowboarded like didn't leave the mountain like yeah. you know what I mean but I never went off that's that's what saved me from going doing that kind of stupid stuff or I got, I just, there was a one moment I was hanging out with some like hectic kids, and I was like kind of getting involved, was kind of going the wrong direction. That's what kind of scared me to get out of here, and kind of just once I lost riding and all that kind of stuff, it just my like my to find um, adrenaline, adrenaline yeah. and stuff, and was kind of doing some weird route. So I like turned, tried to turn it around, and then dipped away from here, and yeah. got away from the right you know, different kids, you know. Yeah. When you guys grew up, it was a little bit, it's pretty still gnarly, but not as yeah. Not as mixed as what I'm dealing with. I feel, I I, no, I, I dealt sure. with so many different mix of different kids growing up in Huntington Beach. It's, it's so many like a zip code just changes everything. It's just weird. Like <laughs> yeah, what the true. heck? Like it's so insane. Like not, yeah. now it's kind of more together because it's social media. Everything, yeah. everyone's together now. So it's a lot more. You see a lot more. Um, like, but then you had to go. You had to go see it. Yeah. kind of thing you know oh what is well it's like that over there on that side of town let's go over there this weekend seems like so far away yeah, and everything like was so big so yeah. so at six years old you, you kind of was getting the skateboarding and then mo- uh, snowboarding in moto too kind of everything surfing i was kind of didn't really care too much i would just go to the beach to yeah. be honest and children played football and my dad would like all of his friends were throwing footballs and the girls they wanted to talk to i was like the freaking <laughs> chick magnet yeah the Keep chick going. magnet come on Running, you know what I mean? Sorry about around. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, what, do guys, what do you guys do? I hope we hang out at Tower 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So they don't, you can't even do that no more. You can't even hang out under that tower. But it used to be cool like that when all the boys were hanging out. That was my favorite times. Like, yeah. And then when, like in the summertime, it was separate, like, you know, in between 2 and 4. We still kind of do. There's a couple yeah. days last summer. Yeah, we were down there. We sneaking but in not there. not the group and, like, the, the it was... It, Locked you know, and loaded, a lot of boys and yeah, girls, like, you yeah. know, hanging out. Now it's, like, spotty. Mm-hmm. And then now, I, I kind of did notice, though, there was a couple of times where we got it pretty thick in there, and, like, the, all the kooks were, like, yeah, I'm not really hanging out around there. Like, you could just see that, not kooks or whatever, just people that are out of town just separate yeah. more, like, and you just see that, like, our little group's yeah. more powerful. Because yeah. it's just the comfort. You can see the comfort <clears throat> in people, you know? Like, people at the beach, they don't look that comfortable half the time. They're, like, yeah. sunscreen, like, barely touching the sand, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> out of place. Just out of place. <laughs> like, so, like, you can tell, and, like, I don't know. I did notice that last year. Like, we did that more often. It would be a lot more, like, yeah, you know, whatever. That's, like, kind of what goes back to my dad's age. He, like, he was saying, he's like, man, we were so wild. There was no out-of-towners, like, really, like, hanging out with that energy. It was... Yeah, people are fighting. You know, you know, yeah. it was tactic. Like it was not. Yeah, it was a broken. It was town. fun. It was it, it was our clubhouse. You know, yeah. like that's how I try to explain it. You know, like we didn't have a building to hang out, but but I think his dad's spot. era was definitely more rough and oh, not sure. social. Mm-hmm. And then your generation 
kind of made it a little bit more acceptable of out-of-towners or yeah. inlanders to, to start, you, you know. Got, you guys got to see that. You guys got the taste of it, I feel. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. To yeah, see what's good. good. But now we, we do, I just, I split my time. I go to River Jetties a lot too in the summer, you know, because we call it Red Cup Beach, mm-hmm. which is. Red Cup's the dopest. Which is yeah. between, it's good for the kids and family, but there's no life, you know, nobody's bothering you. Yeah. You can, you know, crack some beers yeah. down there, you know. Not tripping on and you. And we see all kinds of people down there and it's great for the kids, you know, and that's Very. kind of where, you know, where we're at now too. It's like, oh, you know, north side pier parking is kind of gnarly. If you get down to River Jetties, it's comfortable, you know. Yeah. You guys have it sick. I, I, I love your guys' stuff, Jay. I like you and your family and uh, stuff. Pulling up in the, yeah, pulling up. I was filming the kids. The kids are ripping out there. <laughs> dogging on dudes. I'm like... I laugh at his grom so hard sometimes. <laughs> just pull here. He got that look on him, too, like Jay did. Like, I was just like... On it. And the little like dudes are like looking at him like you know what I mean. He's just right. He's still literally he's already on the way before the dudes got like three paddles oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Lars oh, teaching like, him right, oh. dude. I'm all dude. Just you, you put out the horse horse race blinders, man. You, you don't I'm see all, anybody. I, I saw the inside. I saw him fade like three people. And I ran into him. Oh, he's fading kids out there. there. <laughs> yeah. He's all huh? Like, like looked at me. That's why I was getting served cool. pure linen. You kind of you know build up that little bit of. You, you don't know. see me on north side. I I can't do north side. <laughs> The dudes are way too aggressive on door side. Yeah, don't surf the pier, guys. <laughs> yeah, pier's no. hard. So you said, you know, you're, so you're. Was there anything like that stood out before you started getting really into motorbike, like you know, skateboarding, snowboarding? Like, what was kind of like? I mean, I, I, my dad, I, 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 I was just like went to like I remember like in school I played baseball and then football, like whatever. I tried a couple things or whatever. I didn't really like the ball sports and waiting for people. The whole independence thing. Once I started getting to like. Knowing that, like, oh, I could just do this, and this is all I need to and do. And I have to go show up at a yeah, practice and I go or meet up for a coach or this or that. Yeah, and everyone's on their own team, coaching their own selves, figuring out what they want to do. Like, this is independent. I love this. This is better, you know? And then, like, I started riding when I won my first race, and that's pretty much where it started at 7. I remember, like, literally March 17th, 1997, I won my first race, and I was like... In March. March seventeenth, huh. yeah. Holy smokes, we're on St. Patty's tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, exactly. Well, on St. Patty's Day, you won your first yes moto contest. Yes. yes, it was on Saturday. This was meant to be that we interviewed you yeah, today. Yeah, huh? on a Saturday. That's crazy, actually. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that. So, so your I first. I remember the date. We planned that, you guys. This is how like deep we go into this podcast. Uh, motorcycle, or your first time moto. Motoing, <laughs> oh my God. riding a bike. Who took you, or, or how did that happen? So my dad had a couple homies, like Jeff Hyde, his dude Herbie, um, just a couple dudes that were like kind of like had the idea, knowing what's going on. Especially Height. I don't know if you guys know who Jeff or Sean Height Sean is. Hyde, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I said. Did I say, did I say Jeff Height? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, that's a snowboard filmer. Let's take it. That's my <laughs> homie too. I got it, everything all mixed up. Uh, yeah, Sean Height, and uh, he kind of did show a lot, and then my, you know, he knew a lot more because he did race and stuff. And then when it came down to getting to the track, he did help a lot, as far as I remember. But mostly it was just me and him getting into it, and then like, you know, he learned from people, and then so so it was just. Did you tell your dad the first day you rode? You're like, dude, I like this. I want, I want one. I well, want to get one. Dude, what's crazy is we would go out and he snapped his leg. And I was, your dad did? Yeah, he snapped his leg. And he was like, I'm not riding again. Sold his bike. Like, But I'm like, I want to ride. I want to ride. Like, I want to ride. Like, 
all the time, you know? So he snapped his leg, and then he would bring me out to the track after he got healed, like, eight months later, and I just started, like, ripping, like, three weeks in a row, I remember. I think it was something like that. And then one of the dads was like, dude, get him to the race this weekend. Like, Saturday nights, it's so fun. We all drink beers, hang out, full kick it, pits. It's, and it was. It was a sick barbecue. It was, like, practice in the morning, and then it cuts off, and then you go do the races at night. That's cool. And I got a freaking won my first race, and that was like it. I was like, I want to, I want to be Jeremy, I want to be Jeremy McGrath. Like, so did you, you know? like, how, how did you get so good so fast? Like, um, did you did you kind of just like watch think, people and you know like to win it to win something like that right at, mm, at your first time? Just got to floor it and hang on, and then. Yeah, did, I was good at the, I had I had balls as a kid. I was able to jump. It was the jump. You just charged. The corning was. I didn't even understand how to corner yet. I was just like, yeah, jump. Like, because yeah. the first riding I did was out in the hills riding, free riding. It was just a jump. And like, my first, it like, wasn't traversing it wasn't, through yeah, the track. Know, like, like a lap. The, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch a race before? No. I was, so used to watch, we used to go to like the supercrosses. I remember like back in the day, you go to But you're not analyzing, you're just there partying. You're like, popcorn, just I need uh, cotton candy, I need <laughs> well, this. When you're a little kid, it's like, whoa, red bike, green bike, red bike. Yeah. You know, all these bikes are colorful and the, the, the smells like two stroke air. It's like <laughs> gas. I'm like, jeez, this is cool. Like, it's just what did you, want, do you like, remember what, did you win stuff? Like, I won a trophy. I remember I was so stoked. I have, I yeah. have a trophy. It's 317 97. My dad, I like, remember him writing it, all that stuff. Like, Star West, freaking hot, you know. Where was uh, the race? Star West. And it was uh, in Paris, California. Wow. It was, like, pretty much a track that everyone would go to back in the day and all that. Was your dad psyched or what? My dad was psyched. And he was, like, stoked for me. He was like, Dad, this is something we can do together that's, like, not football. And then we started using football as a training. Like, that was my training. Cross <laughs> training. He's like, we're going to Hell Month. I'm like, that's it? You know, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, why yeah. football? Because there was just, they it would make you cry, they dude. Push you. They were, it was yeah. like horrible when you're a little kid. You didn't like, you didn't know how to breathe right. You know, just be out of breath and they're making you So wait a minute. More, Did like, somebody tell you your tough, dad like, that playing football? Oh, no. Jerry, Jerry's a jock, man. Yeah. I know what. He already knew really what to do. He's not really a jock, is he? No. He didn't play but, the sports. But, but he, like, he's, he's, he's a cowboy. He's doing the fitness and, like... Yeah, he, yeah. But, but... He's prison. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's prison Yes, Exactly. He's that dude. He's definitely... He's like a cowboy, like... He's not... He's not the athlete. He's athletic, too. He's very athletic. But, yeah, yeah when still he... ripping. Yeah, man, dude, but, I can't but, believe how good he serves sometimes. I'm like, dude. But football, like, yeah. that's funny to hear that but that a, was your way. It's a boot camp, man. Six weeks or a month of just It was hell, hell dude. <laughs> it was hell month. I was, like, literally, like, but, super. But did you go to school or a No, team? you'd go to school, then after school, you'd go get you know, all like your gear and go. Pop Warner, Junior Pop Warner, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah, then you'd So you went to Pop Warner. Both. And, okay. I did, like, four years of football. And then I was, like, a quarterback my last year, but I was, like, I was, like, one of those kids that didn't grow. I didn't like hit puberty until I was like 18, 17. <laughs> so I'm like, I didn't grow. When I graduated high school, it was like hey, five, it six. It sucked back then, but when you're my age, you're going to be pretty pumped. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, I and was like. still waiting to hit puberty. See, he barely gets any fur on his face. So I was like five, six when I graduated high school. Like, I didn't even. Hear that, Lyndon? Maybe I'll be five, six someday. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so. 
But, but, so you're so you guys are serious. You guys are training. You're doing other sports, but you know every week you're going out to the track, right? Yeah, and then that started picking up real well. And then like after I got over the little bikes and started figuring out things from like on a bigger bike and the speed and the so it goes from eighty to one twenty, fifty, sixty. Oh, you're on a fifty at first. Yeah, the first, really yeah. Small. I was only six or seven oh, wow. years old. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, Were you going a lot with <clears throat> Sean Height? Um, not really. Okay. It was just like kind of like. No, my dad knew that if I, he had a kind of a question about the racing or what he needs to kind of do, Sean was there, mm-hmm. but not like too much. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He wasn't like, like doing it for me. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But like, you know, Sean's got his life to live too. So yeah. it's just like, he showed my dad a couple of things and a couple of ropes with it. And he kind of led on. And then he learned a lot more. Like my dad's a quick learner too. I mean, he never got to experience the riding, riding, but he was good at figuring out. Like he got it down to where he was training beginners and novices off of, my skill and like making money off of it all that was like how his hustle was it was funny he was trained kids too there was kids coming over. dad yeah Every, so I, that's what i wanted to get into because I, I remember like, when it got crazy yeah like you're you're going to all these events it's expensive parents can't travel and do all this and and your dad jerry was able to work out some deals with some other families like yeah. hey i'm taking my son i could take your kids and have that side hustle of like you know, I'm gonna watch over them, make sure that you know, like mm-hmm. the chaperone kind of chaperone coach. Yeah, mechanic. Pre- pretty much, he hustled. He, got, he yeah. got so embedded on the hustle that he wanted it more than me at one point. <laughs> yeah, he's all killing it. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but <laughs> he got so momentum that he really did, and he he had he had so many different people making it happen for us in like so many ways, and then I had he was so you know how he is. He's real like you know what I mean. So like. Such a good, he's so simple that he lives so simply that like his aggression so like different, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't know, it's hard to explain pops. You would have no, to he's, if you if you hang out with him for twenty minutes, you'll know he, he ain't gonna change a fucking he ain't gonna change a shade on him. Yeah, for anybody like it. I've seen him talk to the biggest dudes and the littlest dudes all in the same way. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. dude. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> He's a talker. He's a talker, dude. He'll talk your ear. So He'll talk a pants off a nun. After crazy. your first contest, you win it. Thank you, Jay. And you, you got, like, addicted to, to racing? I just thought it was so cool. It's something that I was just so new when you are a kid. You don't really have, a, I didn't have a, like, a goal yet. And then it just kind of grew in the 60s. And we started going to the nationals. That's when it hit me. I won a couple races locally, like, cool, this is cool, like, you know what I mean, now whatever. Now the best of the best. Yeah, but I'm still sitting at the beach every day with my dad, playing, you know what I mean, it's still yeah. the same thing. So I wasn't really thinking about it yet. Then I started going to the Nationals and started, like, getting, like, 20th, and I'm like, whoa, what the heck? These kids are going so fast, like, I was on a 60. Yeah, like, a then, then, then you start hearing, you know, the legendary th- th- talks about all the kids that are in my, you know, age group that are fast and the battles they had and, like, the years I missed that wasn't there, like, the... 96 and 95 and 94 or whatever and yeah. i'm like dude like this is crazy my dad picked up on it too started getting way into it he made a company out of it like made a thing called max gear and it was seat covers dude and it, your dad did yeah he was make seat he, he literally made a seat cover company just so he can get by so he can give you to the track like and every 50 rider, awesome. dude, and every 50 rider at the time had a Max Gear seat cover. Sick. Because <laughs> there was like AC Racing that kind of collabed it. But AC Racing was like this, like, made stands and ramps and everything. But everyone needed the ramps and the stands. 
And then like the ramps that they had for the 50s were like this tall because the bikes are so little to work yeah. on. They needed to have the bike because the bikes are light. So their dads would pick them up onto the four foot stand. They, they to don't work want to bend on over and work on it. They yeah. want to stand. Yeah. So, so that was like a big stand that they had for the 50s. So those 50s stands that would, that would also sell with the, with the collab of the Max Gear seat cover. And he had like a whole design out of it. Then he actually made. So your dad came up with a seat cover. A seat cover, and he also like. What's funny is he made a cartoon, fully written up cartoon, Max Gear, and it was like based off of me. Literally, he knew some dude from Hollywood. I don't even know how to explain this, but I'm dude, dude. It's literally rocket power, bro. (laughs) Literally rocket power like you want he had that whole intro of rocket power is my dad's like description i remember him talking to the guy the cartoons every single flight the like you know the samples of all the shit making it work and then one day the guy disappeared and didn't come around anymore and then two years later rocket power pops up he's like dude what like we don't even know if stole we, your idea mm, who knows i, I figured crazy. that was a crazy coincidence because it's like wow because he because he, he didn't talk to the guy no more like i just the guy yeah. was from hollywood yeah. and then my dad was a big dumb surfer at the time like <laughs> whatever dude like you know yeah. <laughs> like to them like to these computer tech geeks that know how to take someone's idea and not yeah. have a heart for it like yeah i won't see him again Okay, you know what I mean? Idea. I don't care how big this guy he only, he's staying in Huntington anyway. He ain't coming to LA like or whatever. He's just I don't know what Junior clubs. You know? Rocket Power was the I'm, cartoon that came out or it Rocket Power literally is the the description and all the little tiny things and stuff was like so obviously your dad came up yeah, like the, 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 the you know stuff. you know like the intro would come in and there was like it would like go into different things like surfing to snowboarding to yeah. like bicycle you know rollerblading whatever they're doing, like that was his whole intro like it was it supposed to be like dirt bike jump into a landing into a surf wave getting barreled then coming out into a half pipe skate like that was his idea you know what I'm saying and then yeah, yeah exactly. see see like it just like all this intro <laughs> so wow so. That yeah. was your dad's idea. I mean, it was pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. I mean, we we're basically. I will, like, but it was it was for Moto for you to promote the company, like but Huntington? then they yeah. spun it into all the Doesn't other it? sports. It yeah. yeah, and Definitely like the LA kid and the trees. cartoons were so similar. That's why we were like, "What?" Like, because it was like the same cartoon style. Like, yeah. but 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 me, it was me as a blonde kid, not Auto Rocket. It was it was like a little tiny blonde kid with like Max a, Gear. Max Gear. And it was like a sprocket. I wish my dad had all the art, artwork. So he doesn't even have the artwork. I don't even think. Fuck, what a trip. Yeah, that's what's so crazy, dude. I'll always remember that. But that's not all guaranteed. I just think that I just kind of believe that was the like yeah. craziest coincidence. Like yeah. two years later, like this guy just worked up some deal for t- and within two years, figured it out, and probably made so much money on rocket power. That's the way the world works, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a cutthroat. Yeah. You got to be careful it, what you talk about. Yeah. With that does, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, Keep cool those ideas tight. So you started getting into it and you were getting better and better. And you were saying how you, you were wishing that um, you, you missed like 95, 96. Of, no, I was just, just. The kids started that young yeah. and they were competing. They, they, they were like, made me like FOMO. And I was like a little kid. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm missing all these years. I should have been here. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be faster than these and kids. And when you, when you, so. when you started you stepped up the to the nationals. Mm-hmm. You, you weren't doing as well. I, it was so nerve wracking. It was so nerve wracking waiting in the gate, the whole process, the whole parking. And, and way more kids, yeah, right? Fucking the semis, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? So it took me a moment to get used to that. And then when I got to the 80s, I really started picking it up. And then the national, like, 
kids are started like hanging out with me and they liked me from the crusty days because I was like eight and nine around those times. So kids were like, dude, crusty. And then all the fast kids were like, wait, Pastrana. All of them were all stoked. I'm all, not all these tell guys us, all of a sudden. Us, tell us about that. That was because I lived on, seriously, because of Black Flies. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I was the only Black Flies rider than Seth Enslow in the day. And Seth Enslow lived on my street because we lived on 18th Street. And Dana Nicholson and John Freeman and. All the Black Fly dudes, Damon, I don't even know. And you were this I was just little, a little kid hanging out with a bunch of rock star style party and going on. And I'm like, little kid. So I'm like, you know what I mean? I don't even know what's going on exactly. You know, other did than they create a skit for you. They created a skit. Yeah. yeah. And then my like dad kind of like, you know, it's kind of off of like, just joking, and then it turned into something real. And that's actually, I think, where my dad met these this Hollywood dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what something was this, like that? I don't what, know. what was the skit? Was it the one where the ice cream truck's chasing you down? No, it was the first was the Paperboy one. Paperboy it was um, Messick. Uh, what was his name? He lived over on At- um, Adams and Lake. He had a big tree house. Uh, Christian Me- or phew, Todd Messick. Oh, yeah. the. Or like art, artist dude, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. photographer, yeah, yeah. photographer. Yeah. Like him and his, um, my dad were pretty good friends, and then like his son was a friend of mine. But he had a sick ass treehouse right there on Allen, and so Dana knew him. They wanted to film a skit like where I lived there and I was the new paper boy. <laughs> and I'm like going through town, like breaking windows with the freak with the nose <laughs> newspaper, like throwing it at people with coffee cups and stuff, like na- nailing surfers in the head. But it's all it's all planned. It's yeah, all yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it looks like a hectic little eight year old punk. Yeah. And then I finally come up to the last like dude and I'm like trying to knock this guy out with the the thing, but he's like karate chopping him and like Kicking him, Ronnie Feist. It was so funny. And then, like, I break the window, like, and it goes into, like, the whole scene of Krusty Four. Like, Krusty Four, that was the intro. How many many skits were you in, or how many movies? And then the next year, this is when things were from that year all the way in to the next movie and to the movie after. This is when my my warp of figuring out where I'm going with writing is. Got it. Because that started popping off, and then I was, like, writing good because people were hyping me up. So my hype was up. And I didn't like so things were building from eight, nine yeah. to dude, ten. Dude, you're young. Yeah, like, so eight years young, old. dude, hanging and out. And these with dudes were around. legends of the sport at the time. Oh, they yeah. were like big fucking rock star style. Oh, well, yeah. Adults partying and, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. Seeing you're you're around a lot of oh, that's it. Yeah. I stuff. pretty much I'd go to Black Lives and be like, my dad would be like, you're waiting in the lobby. I'll be back. Damn it! And I'll like play with the fish. And like one time I remember just like. <laughs> One time, like, I had to follow him in. Like, what is going on? In there? <laughs> I know when you say I'll just black leave that. flies and motocross together, <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely seen way more as a young kid than I needed to. Do. My dad did not want me to see him, dude, at all, for sure. <laughs> like, it was just like it was wild times, dude. It was just right there, though, like '98, '99, right at the end of that yeah. millennium. Everyone was trying to act a little more extra. That was like, yeah. remember, like all those crazy five vs five movies and shit. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> you bring up the like that timing of you here have the moto tour competitive side and then you're hanging out with this freestyle, you know, Krusty's freestyle side. Yeah. And that pathway of like, you know, kind of want to do both or one more, you know, you're leaning one way or the other. That was it, dude. That was the thing. They wanted me to be freestyle. And I was starting to pick up riding so fast. I was starting to get faster in those years. So I went from that eight when I was Krusty four, I was eight. And then I went into filming the next year. I was nine, but I was already on an 80. 
And then like within that year, I started really picking up stuff and I started getting on Honda. Then I got on Honda, like actually got like and a- And that's like a big deal. Huge, so they were like, yo, we, we want you to do another skate. Cause there was an ice cream one after, like I don't have a job, paper boy no the- more. I was, I was a little punk kid riding around on the streets and like stealing candy from the ice cream truck and like taking off on him. Like, and he's chasing me down the hill and like almost rolls a car, like pull, stops me and like pulls me out, like throws me over his shoulder, like takes off whatever, you know? And then the next scene was supposed to be like me pulling up in a big lifted truck with a bunch of like chicks in bikinis and like I was only 10 though. Like, <laughs> like dude, my dad's like, and then the, like one, so it was, it was so clean cut for the racing and like yeah. the freestyle was such a freaking like, yeah. People loved it, but like it was too much for the racing. That's so. So funny. the guys like, look, you guys, this kid, your kid's ripping. Like we want him, to, we want to hook him up, but we can't have him involved with all that stuff no more. We can't have him in the scene, and then vice versa. They were asking me to not be involved with that. They wanted me to be, be the freestyle kid and cut my fenders and do or something like that, right? Yeah. I don't know exactly. I was little. It's dude, funny so. how you know when we when we talk about surfing and skateboarding, snowboarding, even, and now to hear it about moto, moto it's all the it's same. A, just it's a, a subculture, yeah. right? Subculture for sure. And, and even in moto, there's there's different tribes, right? Like true, different totally. philosophies. I'm subculture thoughts. in moto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I consider myself. I'm like, bro, I'm so subculture. It's stupid. Like, but what, what, but that's what's great, and we talk about all the time about having all of those within a sport is still great because it gives more identities. Yeah, it gives more everybody, diverse. Yeah, more diverse. It gives people opportunity to carve out their own like personality, their own way. And, you know, you win a contest, an event this week, who cares? Like somebody's going to win next week, that last one, you know? But like getting a cover in the magazines, like when we were, in, you know, Totally. We, we, I say me. Yeah, you. Linen, <laughs> you you know, me out of it. Which was like getting a photo <laughs> in the mag. like, this is going to last forever. You know, contest, nobody cares. It's in another country. You know, like, but, it right. just seemed like... Who was your first sponsor? Black Flies. Black Flies was your first sponsor. Black Flies was my first sponsor. Was it Bud that put you on or was it somebody else? I think it was a collaboration of everyone. Jerry Mulford's kid. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out, he's coming. (laughs) Maybe I better sponsor this guy. (laughs) Kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. So, because like that's kind of what's cool about being good at something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's getting free stuff. I mean, when you're a kid, for sure. Yeah, and then turning around, going to school, going... These I wasn't even doing it. I was just putting them on. Guys. Like I didn't even know what I didn't know how to be like, look at me. Like yeah, I was just yeah. like I'd have new shoes on and new glasses on every day. And they're like, dude, what the heck? How do you have all these new shoes and singing? I'm like, oh, I'm sponsored. They're like, what do you mean sponsored? Like I remember this pretty well, like third, fourth grade and stuff. Like Yeah, that's then I got like Yankee yeah. sponsored, like I'm that was like hooking me up so fast. Cause you're like, skating and everything too. And it just made it. It wasn't even that. Mm-hmm. It was just the writing was just starting to pop off really well around this time. It was like the Blue Torch TV started coming around. That was my next thing after the Krusties. So I got the Blue Torch TV right when I was trying to get on Honda. And then that, like, I was starting to take off then. I was like 10, 11. Wow. So then I started racing, and that's when it got real serious because I started getting real serious. I was winning every like everything at the locally. Like, I was, like, wasn't unstoppable, but I kind of was at some times, you know? Yeah. And then, like... I was definitely so what the does guy they were going for. to be for? sponsored by Honda? I mean, free I, bikes, this time like... I got free bikes. I had contingency. Um, I would have to return the bikes every year, every six months or every year, depending on how I rode them. 
My dad had it all under. He knew what the hell was going yeah. on. But dude, I was making money at 12 years old, 13 years old, a lot more, almost more money than I make now. That's so heavy. That is crazy. Paying for the events, getting you to. Do you know how much you're making? Here's the reason why is because I was winning, and then when I was when I got on the Hondas. But you were amateur. I was amateur, but I was contingency. So it was a contingency program that you ran a Visa card and paid for everything. We were like, they don't even have it like that no more. It's like, that was like, I got the like robbery of it. You know what I mean? So it was like $150 for a win and I would win three wins a weekend. And sometimes it was, it was double because I was riding for Honda. And then those doubles would be quadruple, like huge. So it'd be like three, 400 a win and I'd win three races a so they just give you a on credit one card. night. On one night, I would win three classes, and then be like, sometimes my dad would get me on some crazy modes. I'll do Friday night, Saturday night. He's like, we're going to Glen Helen for Sunday morning, dude. And it would be like, the, I would have the gnarliest weekend, but I'd like walk out of there probably like two grand, and I put in the car. As so, far as I can is, remember in the math, and by the way, for, like, because I didn't do the math then. No, I was like, oh, cool, I won no, the yeah. trophy. Yeah. Your dad was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, that chair was. So the, the, the money. Came how many races spawn. can we get him yeah. to do tonight? <laughs> yeah. So the money came from the sponsors yeah. that went on the cr- the card. They we're just getting, would pre at that in. time. That's what it was. Yeah, and then I got Justin. We're getting you in the eighteen and over. <laughs> but Dad, I'm only ten. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a whip. Put you in my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He would have to be here to like really do like. Really tune in exactly when I can pick up, but yeah. like, yeah, he'll tell you the thing. He's probably he'd probably laugh if he heard so, half of this. So stuff. Honda was giving you free bikes. <sighs> One and, point and, and, and gear too. Like. Gear I ride for Troy Lee Design. Okay. I had different gear. So yeah. with this Honda company, I, so I so I had to ride for a. Um, so I started riding with Josh Grant, which was he was going through some stuff at the time, personal stuff that my dad brought in, made him like try to help out and then he josh like showed me how the ways because he was a couple years older he's been in the game forever he was the top kid the kid was dipped for a while and came back and was still winning everybody and like he was like bro he literally showed me how to really ride the bike and free ride like i'd go ride with him he would go send jumps that i was like damn i gotta jump these things right now i can do it he, you know what I mean? But he showed you the ropes. He showed me like the he um, the real ropes. Like my dad didn't have anything to show me, like really, because he didn't come from that. He yeah. surfed. Yeah. He didn't know what to do or what to do and talk about. Like yeah. all he could talk How about old was just be Josh? like like Josh was when I was eleven, he was like fourteen or thirteen. So he yeah. was like couple those years are huge at those times, yeah. you know. Yeah. So experience and you just talent, yeah, that power, part, strength, power and experience. Yeah. Fully, you're not a little yeah. baby and stuff like you know. He's, he was a grown up, so to be a grown so man. So you were racing races mostly and mm. doing freestyle a little bit, or you doing both? My dad just cut me off right as soon as I started getting serious. And no way, I'd be like nose really. I remember like doing like nose really on the stands and bending them. Like people are doing that now, but everyone gets to see it because it's social media. But I remember like kids were not doing this kind of weird stuff, and I would like do bend the stand. My dad would. Got the helmet on, like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, just because he doesn't dangerous? want. He just no, he just doesn't look professional. Didn't look clean, cut. I'm like looking dude. like I'm tooling around. Yeah, yeah you're, at that you're time, not taking it serious. You're gonna jack the bike up for your races. Yeah. you're gonna screw something up. See, nowadays you look cool doing that. Yeah. So it's because it's burnt. All that clean cut, crazy stuff. Now the free riding's really taking advantage of it. So once I, uh, so you know. I, We'll come back to where I'm at, but I've stopped riding for a long time and then came back and then realized the racing 
was going to cost so much money and that's going to take so much out of everyone around me, my family, my friend, like anybody that wants to help, I'm going to have to be a little brat to make this happen. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. Ain't me to go do this to everyone. I'm like, all these little young, younger kids that are coming up, they're like top 17, 18 years old. It's like, I don't want those little kids to land on me after I've made it this far in life. And I don't want to land on those little kids to make it as far as I have in life. So it's kind of like, all right, I'm going to free ride and do it the way I want to do it and make yeah. it like art and bring all this other stuff that I've been doing, skating, snowboarding, surfing, and that culture into this moto stuff. And dude, I was, it's been hard with like the people involved, to be honest, because yeah. it's so rich and so bratty almost, you know. Some people get it, but like, dude, it's egotistical. You gotta be, feel, you gotta be a shark. Like there's yeah. no way you're gonna go out there and win and be like, yeah, bro, we're hurt, dude. Like you gotta be like mean, ready to kill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the only the way I was gonna win. I, would have, I was like, yeah, cool, I was too nice out there. Like was there, now I'm like, if you before you're like sharking coming in on front wheel, like don't care, take them out, boom, out there. I can't do that now. I yeah. feel crazy, bro, when I'm doing that. And I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know who I'm taking out on the track. I'm like 30, you know what I mean? Like this is too, I can't be out here doing this shit. Right. Like, How I, long did you, did you race for? Like how? Until when I was uh, for ten years. For ten, wow. Ten solid years, probably. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. And then like, and had, what, what was like your biggest and, accomplishments win wise, like nationals, mm. like? So when I did the haunted thing, shit got way too crazy. Me and my dad were just banging heads. It just wasn't gonna work. I quit for eight months. Like I was done. I was over it. Just, just missing not, it. Not having the fun like you Dude, were. It's all serious. Like, I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. I was just. Just over it, like completely will you, over it. Were you, did you ever turn pro for it or was this, it just? This is, this is still when I'm young. This is when yeah. I was 13 after like a couple years of gnarly nationals and doing all the win, winning a lot and all that in the Honda, making money off the consistency, getting hecticer and then going to the nationals with the full factory ride because I had to have a shop sponsor called Honda of Houston in order to have the, the factory ride or whatever at the time. So I didn't get the true, true factory ride because they were still weird with the 80s and they were still figuring things out at that time, like 02, 03. It wasn't the most dialed in like they have now. Like yeah. they got these 80 kids now, like they're full-blown professionals. Like it's, yeah. I wish I had it like that. But I mean, they were still breaking the walls down to figure things out, you know? <laughs> so crazy. So crazy, weird era. Yeah. So you raced for 10 years. 10 years. Did you turn pro? I was, I was, at the time, it was 125 intermediate, it was two stroke, and their 125A class, which is the pro class amateur, um, dude, they weren't even, it wasn't even considered at the time. Now you have to go through that pro rink and go to get pro, but I was gonna be pro next year. So I was like 15, 16, like I wasn't mentally ready. I wasn't, yeah. like I was fast, I had the skill, I was in the arena cross, I wasn't tall enough, I wasn't strong enough, I wasn't mentally strong enough. Like I did not handle like, so my dad was gonna hold me off a year or two maybe. I was gonna wait till I was 18 and get in there, like mature, yeah. watch, get worked up by all these kids doing it. And like, Bob, you know, so I like kind of just like stop. I don't know, I just had to stop for like the writing and stuff, but uh, I kind of forgot I was going with that. So you knew, okay, so I'm going to take a little bit of downtime, you know, and, and 
you know, there's no rush to turn pro, but you still had to compete? Like, what was that, that was after, okay, so I, the Honda thing, I stopped for eight months because me and him were over it. And then I was like, dude, I don't want to start, start riding again. Me and him started being cool with each other because we were like, we didn't talk for a little bit. We were like too much. It was too mentally, physically hectic. Like, yeah. Dude's gnarly. My dad was one. He didn't know what to do with me. He never done this shit before. He's he's putting his heart and soul into this shit. That's what I was saying. He's he at this one point he was liking it, wanting it more than me. I was fucking twelve years old, thirteen years old. Yeah. I didn't really have the childhood like that a twelve and thirteen year old did. Like yeah. I was eat shit, sleep more. Cause I was I was ripped. Like I that's probably why I didn't grow until I was like nineteen, dude. Like I was so like <clears throat> like from riding and working out all the time. That's and, like, crazy. All I did was eat good for it. Like. I mean, I drink sodas and drink candy and stuff, and I wasn't that strict with it. He wasn't that strict, but yeah. like, he was actually really cool. But since he was so dedicated, it was like, well, and he I was just like wanted the best dumbass kid, like, yeah. you know. Well, like, that's from our perspective or, or my perspective, your dad is, you know, he's not a college educated dude. Right? No, he's street smart. He fucking yeah. hustled. Yeah. Like, hustled stuff. And that's what he probably looked And And at. to him, like, yeah, finding something exactly like this that his son is like super fucking good at that and not and I'm not saying your dad wanted to make money off you but mm. it was an opportunity for you that's to for live you. a better life than he did oh yeah right like that's totally. kind of the angle totally and and yeah you know he wanted to make sure that shit he's got a talent yeah you know let's let's make sure he fully maximizes this talent this yeah. opportunity and, and you know that the the, the the field is never like even you know the playing field like, oh, yeah. you know, there's people out there with really deep pockets family money yeah. that are like you know what we don't, we don't you know really the right need sponsors person. we're going to show up with the best equipment anywhere and everywhere you know and then you know some people have to work and Extra hustle hard. harder and have to hustle harder to kind of compete at that you know that mm. level you know until you do get a major sponsor and then it kind of evens out but those early years man it's it's a grind. Yeah. Yeah, it was a grind. And then also, uh, at those times, he, it wasn't very easy for him to. He, was, had his, he had his, like, girl. And then, like, he's having a new kid, which is my little brother, Luke. And, like, it was probably, like, a, it was such a tangle, you know, when you go through so much with someone yeah. and another person that, you know, and then it goes to that. I mean, it's only a head trip. I can only imagine looking back and thinking, damn, what was my dad Head and having another kid, going. and you're like a yeah, yeah and I'm like trying to get it. Like I need you right now, Dad. Like yeah. dude, this is like these these couple years. Just give it to me. You know what I mean? But anyways, when I quit, I came back eight months later and only rode like three times. But I hopped on a Suzuki because Honda's like, nah, dude, we gave you all this and that, and you guys barred out on us. Like, no, when you're cut, dude, yeah. you're not coming on Honda or any of that. Like no more. And then we were trying to get a Suzuki ride, but I. When I rode for Honda and I went to the Nationals, dude, I didn't make the money at Nationals, dude. I did bad there because I was so under pressure at the time being that young because I'd be under the tent. I'd, I knew I could beat this kid. I knew I could beat that kid. But the head, I don't even know how to fill him. I didn't know how to handle it in my head because it was so, like, much yeah. at the time, you know. So I freaking didn't do well. And, I, and then he and him were getting hectic. And then I stopped and this, got on the Suzuki with no pressure pulling up. Dude, just a, spot, a van, and me and my dad sleeping in it, like, no contingency. Yeah, well, we had Suzuki contingency, but it only paid, like, a 100 bucks to win because I didn't have no deal, and it was just, like, a normal contingency like everybody else kind of got. And it was, like, kind of, like, only – you only can make a certain amount. It was not real much. It wasn't – it would pay for a couple of parts yeah. or something, maybe. Um, so I came back and did – I did fucking top threes, fours, and I was, like – 
all year long, three and four behind Alessi and Villapoto. Villapoto's retired now, like, with <laughs> millions of dollars. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, like, kind of a head trip when you look at that. Like, Taylor's just right there. Like, and that kid's that. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah. head just plop, you know, popping. But at that time, I was doing really well. And then I got on the big bikes. And, like, as I was saying, the 125 Intermediate was the pro class at that time. Like, oh, there, there was two strokes still. And, like, no one was really – it was, like – those kids that were in the intermediate, the next following year, like they were winning it for like a year or two, they were in the pro class racing Supercross, and like it was way different then because you can just go sign up for Supercross. You didn't even, I didn't even have to. You could go be pro. Anybody could. There was, a, there was like day races to get into the night race at yeah. all, and then you could do the thing to get to the main event. Like there yeah, was trials, that. Yeah. That was the way to do it. Nowadays, it's like you got to have points. You got to get here. They do it pretty professionally. Way more different now. Like yeah. regulated way more. Did you feel a difference or like or any notice any difference in the Honda versus like you know? Like yeah, Suzuki's I liked. Like, I, you know I, what I mean? Like different bikes have different mm, feels. I think so. I, I like. I think I like at the time of the way the Suzuki was built. I liked it way more. And my dad used to get them dialed. And then I started doing good. But the the factory Suzuki dude was not putting me on at all. Like, cause he just heard about how we are or whatever the heck. I don't know exactly what happened, but he wouldn't give us a deal. Fine tune. Yeah, but we had a Orange County Suzuki was hooking us up. Like, gave me a bike a year, and I like give it back to him in six months or something. Flip. Yeah. Swap something out. like that to where I could like kind of like beat up a bike and then have a race bike. That it was really important to have a race bike and a practice bike or a stock mod especially a super uh, on the 80s i had a stock mod i'm a honda i had stock mod super mini and a practice bike sometimes i was one point i had a practice mod bike so i had like five bikes like <laughs> it's like and my dad doesn't even know what to do about working i mean this guy's taking off every bolt putting on a towel like like taking them for lego set that's fucking awesome he really did it bro like i don't know anybody that's that He's still like that. They ain't changing that guy at all, bro. They're, you know, that guy has yeah. not changed that. Well, tell your parents that that's what you'll do, man. When your kid's psyched and you just want to make them succeed or give them an the opportunity. You'll yeah. You know, it. you yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. I see it all the time. I, yeah. I love that with you. It's sick. I. Yeah, man. You just, you, I mean, you got to be on. I already lived my dream life, you know? Like, right? I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I don't need to prove anything. I'm no. done. I just wanted my kids to have fun and... That's they're gonna. That's where I'm at. They have. But I still need to do a turn or get barrel. <laughs> get out of my way, kid. Get out of my way. Yeah, but I don't. I, you know, I'm, so, I'm kind of jaded. I don't. I need. The show's not about Jay Lard. It always is. <laughs> so, so go back. My whole life. So you started almost at the bottom again with a new sponsor. No sponsor. No sponsor. Uh, Hurley sponsored me. I, I forgot. That was one of my biggest sponsors. Was Hurley. Hurley? Yeah, but dude, Bob, um, Paul Gomez was just all Sick. about it. It was only me and Ivan Tedesco, I remember, at one point. It was actually just me at one point. And it, it was before Nike bought him. And it was like, dude, it was like, I was like, it was the gnarliest Christmas present ever. They're like, go get whatever you want. I'm like, whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I walk out there trash bag or, two, I, or suitcase. We're or... wheeling the thing down. They're like, so how old were you? Like, 14? 11, 12, <laughs> 13, 14. I rode for them for like five, four or five years. That's cool. That's incredible. Until I quit riding. And then I like, when I quit those little months, I forgot. I got really into surfing. That's when I was like really into surfing. I literally didn't leave the beach. I would surf five times a day. Like, 
When you say quit, though, you were taking just, just like I, I thought breaks. I quit. I was yeah. like, I'm over. You're not at the track every day or no, every week. I, like, said, a break. Yeah. I said, sell my bikes. I'm done. I don't want nothing to do. I don't want to look at it. I'm yeah. sick of it. This is stupid. I'm like, I'm. What, what I got too much. Sh- I had too much you, distractions. And like, did you have any bad wipeouts up until then? No. Nothing. Not, no major. Because I mean, that's. That's kind of what would make me want to quit. Yeah, usually it's like, oh, were you just man. frustrated with racing and um, frustrated with. A lot of those kids were only just racing, and for some reason, a lot of them were homeschooled. A lot of them didn't really have a taste of like I knew what the childhood was, so I was like, "Oh, there's the childhood," but I was like, "Oh, there's the racing." Like it was kind of like yeah, that. So, so, so like they were didn't. Were you homeschooled? No, my dad didn't homeschool me at all. Like until I was in like eleventh grade, I went. I did that like continuation school to to race and not because I was in yeah. trouble. Yeah. So I used to hang out with a bunch of kids in there that are all fuck up and shit. It's so funny. But like, it's cool. Like, I'm still friends with a lot of those kids actually, to, to be honest. Um, so you took time off your back, you're surfing, you're like, dude, I just, I just want to be at the beach and hang out, you know? Yeah, I surfed every day. Got really into that. I was sort of like, fully surfing, like snaps and like trying to learn airs at the time. So I was like, really into it. Like, but I wasn't good. Like, it was just, Something I needed to do all those times of racing, yeah. all those times of inbreding myself. Like so, it took a while. What then boards did you write? I was writing a Deffenbaugh at okay. the time. Deffenbaugh may have shaped me a couple boards. Nice. And then, the monkey. yeah, and then Hawk. He had. I mean, Hawk shaped me a board or two. But that's who shaped all my dad's boards was Hawk yeah. before he passed away. Um, yeah, that's just, I never really. And who, who was your like HP crew? Who were the guys you were, you were hanging with? I do. I first started surfing was Ian Eckberg and like. Like a couple Eckberg. of the old, yeah, the older kids, and like they, because they, he used to ride for Rusty, and I remotoed for Rusty for a small amount of time, and like it was like a weird connection like that. And Split, I remember too. Like you rode for Split too. I was gonna, like I didn't oh, get God. to ride for Split, but like I just always remember Ian, like was a kind of a big part of me getting into surfing with me, and he was with this homie Marty Weinstein, and like Newsome and Chase, uh, Chase. yeah, yeah Newsome, and then like. Everybody kind of older than that, like Jay and Danny and like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of those people were really involved in my mind as yeah. like seeing what I like to surf. The North Side the, crew. Yeah, yeah, the family of it. Like, damn, this is this culture. Like, you know, I didn't really pick up on that until later. Like, That's cool. Yeah. You know, when you're like a little kid, you don't know until you like, you're actually step out and look at it. Yeah. Like, whoa, like, well, this is actually like something else that I didn't even expect. And were you going up to your mom's and starting to snowboard a lot too? Like yeah, my dad would take me. It was like the same with Pat Allen. We would yeah. have first, and then I, at one point, my dad just didn't really snowboard at all. That's when like kind of like that's when I kind of dipped the twelve, thirteen area. He didn't really go up there, and then I was snowboard a lot. There was a time where I was like loved going snowboarding my little brothers, and like they were killing it. So it was so cool. I was like hell yeah, you guys, I got something you need to do. You know, I'd call me every day. I learned five forty. Like you know, it was, oh, so I was like, I'm coming up there to learn five forty with you. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that without me. <laughs> so that's kind of I was like, and my brothers and um, pushed me to like learn how to be good at snowboarding because. They're my little brothers. I was like, I gotta be somewhere near that. <laughs> I can't let these little guys yeah, at the time for sure. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, so. I, he, I snowboard a lot. This guy just went one time in the last what ten years? Twenty years. Twenty years. <laughs> I just yeah. went like two weeks ago, at Big Bear. Yeah. Or Snow Summit. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there, but Snow Summit. Yeah. So fun, huh? Yeah, it was. It was actually really fun, and then my daughters were into it, so we'll probably do it again. Yeah. Sick. It's a cool family thing. Yeah. 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 That's really, I mean, you know, that's one thing that the, the snowboarding, like, 
didn't have much money in either. I, like, I made some of my way in snowboarding pretty well, and it was hard to get money because of that situation. It was just like, you know, kids that have a snowboard for freaking five, six years and never get a new one, you know, because yeah. they only snowboard twice a year. So it's Well, like, that's, that's the great thing about surfing is, like, yeah. it's a lot cheaper than everything else. It really is. And you grab a surfboard and a wetsuit, you're pretty much good for yeah, a long time. for a long time. As long as you really want yeah. to, you know? I mean, the snowboarding thing, it's... It's rad, but you got snowboard, Tickets. boots, bindings, yeah. gloves, helmet, goggles. Yeah. That's like a three surfboards alone. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, everything's expensive depending on how invested you are. Motorcycles, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. So that's expensive. fucking expensive. I only ride a fingernail as much as I want to ride because of how much money that's just. Did, did, really did, did bikes, I mean, we're, I'm not a bike guy, so I'm like, did they need tons of maintenance all the time? Or dude, the, like stuff breaks all the time. Like, dude, it's just like a car, but yeah. like way more. Like oil changes, like important, and air filter, making sure everything's tight. You yeah. know, chains good, gas is well. The tank, shit that just you guys stuff, you know, go yeah. through and put those bikes through. That's what they're built for, but you know, that's what they're built for. But for yeah. the, I mean, these guys, like these guys, take it to the umpteenth level. Yeah. yeah, I mean, on the big jumps, they're like, redlining fucking. Yeah. Harder than anybody else, fertile's longer than anybody else. Yeah, the, the jumps are, they, they can handle a lot of the jumping, but like the street stuff, dude, those bikes are not, like the weight and the, so, there's so, no forgivingness on this, like, yeah. you know, the dirt so, moves, like, this don't Motorcycles, move, like. moto, okay, like, surfing is pretty safe and like, you can get hurt, yes. And Snowboarding, skateboarding, you can break your shit. Break your shit. But, moto... You could die. You could fucking uh, die. Yeah, you could die doing it. You could, so, like, you could die walking down the street. What? But, yeah. What? When was your first like day where you did something? How old were you? Where was it? What did you do? Where you were like, holy shit. Ate crap, you mean? Yeah. Well, ate crap, but like also even like, holy shit, like that was insane. Like your first I don't know if I do it know, again, like, but I gotta what, do it again. What are the, those moments that are so vivid that you're like, oh, I, yeah. that that first huge kicker that Paris, um, right around eight nine years old, and this is one night that I was telling you where the transferring is going over. The jumps were so gnarly back then. Like you, don't, you don't, there's no jump, there's no track like that how it was back in the day. They were fucking doubles. Like they weren't just some flat jumps because people got hurt and they have to keep it at a regulated thing. Like they didn't have regulations in. So <laughs> these tracks were like super cross tracks. So like so, I mean, I was little, and once I got on the eighty and I started jumping stuff, that and things were just clicking. So I just that feeling of me launching and clearing and landing everything i was scared of heights dude and i then it, that made me not scared of heights at the time like yeah. i'm still scared of heights i go stand on a bridge i'm so like yo when, when you see a <laughs> jump right how how high is the jump like i mean those ten times feet? it was like 80 foot doubles on then i might i had like this much clearance between my crotch and the seat like little kid like yeah wait at you know, eight years old you're eight, jumping nine. 80 foot, 90, 100 foot doubles, starting to pick up. I remember it was like the 100 footer in the back. You know, you start doing that, hearing and those how, little... That, is that the distance between... The distance from yeah. from point A to point B. Yeah, from where you feet. take off to where you land, where land is about 80 to 100 feet. Depending on what jump it was at the time, yeah. And That's how some, high are you in the sky? So, I mean, some, the some of them different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fly, flying one, then. Give me 10. You ever watch Moto? Dude, 30. my hands are fucking starting to... Uh, sweat sweat because I'm thinking about how fast he's got to go oh, and then you know you're like and then pull up and you're weightless and you're in the sky 
and you're like, you know what I'm saying? You're like, oh shit, like. It's the best for them. To me, that's like, I need that. I don't even know how to. <laughs> Bro, I'm, once I got back to writing too, after yeah. the, the last like huge hiatus, 10 years of not writing, that's when I was just like, dude, oh my God, I what are you doing, dude? What did yeah. you, what, why did you quit for 10, you quit for 10 I years? stopped completely. I was over it. That's when like, okay, so my dad, like he, we were saying, had to hustle, had these two kids that were running my program. We'd pick them up in Balboa. The dad was rad. The mom was rad. The family was bit killer, dude. They were making me get to where I wanted to get. I was, but I was an intermediate. I kind of needed my dad a little. Like I needed somebody there that be like, really there for me because this is like right before I was gonna turn pro. Because I mean, dude, I was just right. I mean, I was there. It was, yeah. It, it was. I could taste it. I could. Yeah. Feel, I could lay on it. Like, it was touch it. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. So it was like. Can I can I stop real quick? Cold for me. Because here you are. From Huntington Beach, you were already in front of guys that are fucking legends of freestyle motocross, right? Like right. you're you're being groomed, at, groomed from from like eight to nine years old, you mm-hmm. know, and you're like the next in line for all this, right? Yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so that that's all. So like- who was this family like? Because um, Scott Brown, his name was Scott Brown, families, and then there's Andrew and Molly, and then the mom. Um, there, when we moved, because we moved, at one point when I was 13, I was full of factory ride, going back to then. I moved to Marietta, and that's when my dad was training kids. I had the box van, all these bikes, had the freaking gym, had the freaking mechanic spot. There was a gym inside my house, a gym outside in my garage. There was double going on. It was crazy. So he's training all those kids that are top now. Like 10, 15 of them had a whiteboard and everything. It was crazy. So your, dad, yeah. your dad became a full-on trainer. Trainer. And then we had a, we had a car <laughs> we had cars that says next level training. It said Mulf, Jerry and Justin Mulford on it, and it was like I trained beginners and novices. I, all I had to do is do a couple pointers with them, and then I would go and ride my motos, and then. I was just he. This is when we didn't have no money because he kind of hit the rock bottom with it. Like, yeah, he was just like the moto was so hard to like, get back into play. It's yeah. so expensive. Yeah, and then the four strokes were involved, and like I was on two fifty F when I stopped, and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, dude. So I all I had to do is go get them every week, three times a week, bring them to the thing. But I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me go back to one of the Marietta thing. We met them through the training thing, and he found out that we were training, so we trained them, and then he, we had a bike for Southmore, the kid. So the kid's all, we'll buy your bike. Mm. Buy Justin Mulford's bike, blah, 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 whatever. And they buy my bike. I think that's what it was, something like that. And then they, like, ask for more training, so my dad just gets closer with them, and he goes, look, I look like I got a daughter, and he wanted to get her riding too, blah, 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 blah. So it's like his brother and sister. And he, the dad really, like, Love the fact that he can get him out there and going and doing racing and all that. So we had him going for like a whole year, and I was like I was saying, just about to hit the point. And then their mom had cancer and pulled the plug. So they had to pull a plug, which is totally sorry, totally a shitty. I mean, totally yeah, shitty, just... totally shitty thing. And like, and she ended up passing away, and all that stuff. So like, you know, months go by, and it was like sad, you know. But like you know, also the world's gonna keep spinning, and I had to like th- I was thinking like, dude, what, what, like are we writing? Like you know, like you know, got to that point. And this is after like two months, three months of not writing, and then my dad's just like, dude, honestly, like I don't can't know how, it. I can't yeah. do it, dude. They, like, I, I don't want to. He's like, I don't want. You guys kind of totally like to- like paying my dad for like fucking 
good money a week to do this happen. Like you wasn't making that much money. So, so your off dad of was being training legally. a bunch of kids before in Marietta, and then this family came in and said, "We want you to train us." Yeah, and, and then kind of like no, we moved from Marietta after I quit. Was that was that telling where I stopped for stopped because the um, factory ride got too hectic. Yeah, and blah blah blah. We lived in like Canyon Lake for a couple months, and then and that's when the plug got pulled, and then like. It was hectic between me and my dad, and like my mom too, and then the kid, my dad's new wife, or whatever, you know, all that shit was going on. So when I got back into riding, that's like they hit my dad up and was like, "Look, I'll have them train you guys. You train my kids, and we'll pay you to get you to your kid to the track so he gets where he needs to be in life, you know." And then that's kind of where it all went downhill, and then. I was like kind of hanging out, running around with like dumb kids already because of like, you know, just there's a bunch of, there's, 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 you know, it's Huntington Beach. They ain't really much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be talking to me. You know, it's Huntington no. Beach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just the beach, period. You don't got have like, you know, some people don't have the direction and don't have, you know, the money to be. And you're, you're a teenager, you know. Yeah. And when you're, you know. Learning. I'm in high school now, hanging out with the cool guys, dude, whatever. So I'm like, <clears throat> They, um, when they pulled the plug, I had spent like three months like wondering, or like maybe like a month or two, and I'm like, dude, when am I gonna ride? Bro? I'm about to get my license here pretty soon. I'm almost at that time. I was already lagging on my license, I remember. I'm like, dude, I, I wanna rip. Like, and then I came home from school that day, I remember thinking about it, and my dad's selling my bike, and I was like, so mad, dude. The kid was like trying to talk to me, and I'm like, dude, get the hell out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, was going to buy your yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, my room, dude. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. You're taking my bike. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like super pissed at the kid, like bitter. Started getting mad. And then like my dad like got pissed about it. I remember and I was mad at him. And I'm just like trying to get bitter. And it was just like, I didn't have no direction of doing anything. I was going surfing every day. And I'm like, I'm not doing surf contests. Like, yeah, I ain't got money to do surf contests. So, like. So I started doing stuff to make money. I did anything I could. I was doing surf lessons. I was working Sugar Shack and, you know what I mean, selling everything I could. Like, just like I was learning how to make my own money as a kid at that age. Like, at 11th luckily, grade, you said? I, know, I was like 14, I think I was working Shack. Wow. Yeah, I do uh, wake up early, you know, 4 a.m. You, you had your, uh, your, your, your permit, your... You fifteen and a half. At That's kind of crazy. Sugar Shack. You, yeah. We almost, we almost kind of call it like a mid midlife crisis you're having. You Pretty much, I mean? kind of. I mean, I just haven't like, really left it. What the fuck am I gonna do now? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I won't have a bike. I won't have a. I never had a job. Yeah, well, right. The time, yeah. I was only Dude, 14. I was in fucking crusty demons of dirt. Like, what the fuck now? I know. I just, I just like like. I just learned that like that was like gonna be my shit at the time. I was like, I just had to like suck it up, and I just surfed every day, and I did surf lessons for Zach's over there on the north side, and yeah. went to Sugar Shack in the morning, did all the chairs and put them back, whatever. Timmy and Ryan and Michelle obviously let all that happen. I was like probably a little too young, but the cops were cool. They were always like, they never said nothing. <laughs> like I always served them all the coffees. That actually got me out of a bunch of that. That actually that job got me out of a lot of helmet tickets and. <laughs> Curfew tickets. You know it's all, oh, come yeah. home, dude. Go see a sugar stock in the morning. <laughs> Run away. Like, I remember that pretty well. But uh, yeah, then I kind of like stopped losing direction. I started losing direction for even like being like that. I started hanging out with like, you know, gangster kids. And I was just like, kind of was going in the wrong direction. Started like graffiti and just doing stupid stuff that I did not need to be doing. And I, ca- I checked myself one day. I like, just like looked at myself in that mirror and I was just like, 
this ain't me, dude. I like, what am I doing? Like, I'm like, surfing is, I love surfing, but like, but those type this of isn't going to do it for me. And I had it, I had it for, like, before I even said anything about that, snowboarding was kind of under my belt. Like, kind of, I was going. So I was like, because I could snowboard well, I could do all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm just going to go snowboard to my little brother. It's like, just clicked on me. You know? I'm like, I'm out of here. Fucking packed my shit up and bounced on my pops. And like, me and him, he was pissed. Me didn't talk for like years. I mean, we did, but like, I, I didn't. I didn't come down here. I did a couple. I would come down and like sneak away from mom and stuff. Like, I was. It was weird. It got kind of weird. You know yeah. what I mean? And he would find me. What you doing, dude? Like, and I'm just like so nervous. Like, just weird, hard times. So yeah. <clears throat> so you're up in big. Fifteen. Four, fifty, sixteen, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. And you those are really dirty. Moved up to the mountains for a while, or mm-hmm. I had stayed there for like ten years, but it took me like two years to really come down and be cool with pops and like surf with him again. Like I would come sneak in and get a couple of sessions in with my boys. Like I'd leave my surf stuff up at my friend's house and yeah. stuff like that. But me and him like so you barely stopped, talked. You like, stopped uh, riding moto, moto? completely yeah. for ten years. He sold all of his shit and it was done. Bounced, bounced a big barrel, started snowboarding, and then I did three years of that, and then like some company picked me up like. Tech Nine and like brought Sick. me and my brothers in and made a pro model for all of me and my brothers because we were all what? yeah dude I had four so it was me and my two brothers and then my buddy Daniel and there was supposed to be another kid that he didn't really get involved because his he took the monster contract there was like this monster contract written for this little midget mafia group that we had it was called midget mafia we were like <laughs> these little punk ass kids running around the mountain and then they loved the group effect so they were like trying to give us this deal but it made no sense like yeah it was like this is such a sellout move like we just were like no we're not selling out and the one kid did or whatever so the tech nine took over on us and they made us a pro model board and so then, you got really good at snowboarding yeah like good enough to where I got caught eyes. I was like 17 on it, wow. pretty hardcore. Like really ambitious for Tech what nine I lost. And who else? That was pretty much it. Electric, Tech Nine, and then there was JSLV, Just Live. That's like was like the big companies that came in. There was a couple of glove companies. Creeps. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a couple of glove companies that came through. A couple of little bullshit companies, you know. Um, were you trying doing to make like, it happen and whatever. Uh, contests and shit, or dude, yeah, we were. But then we started. It started becoming the filming thing where we, it was just filming. We would go film and like there wasn't Instagram yet. We'd put the parts out later in the year. We wouldn't have parts yet at that age, but clips. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's cameos in the pros' parts. Like it was crazy. These little kids all thugged out looking. Like you know, but, we're all baggy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, but like listen to hip hop, thinking we're cool. You know, but, you know, <laughs> surfing. You got pros all up and down the coast, finding their own little secret spot and waves. Snowboarding, it's like it's big bear. Yeah. Or it's like mammoth. Or you know, like it's you show up to the mountain and you're gonna see all the pros. You're gonna see all the filmers, and you know that it's probably a lot easier to kind of mm. connect maybe with with that kind of crew being. Mm. A small network, you know. So you yeah. were getting a little bit more. You, you were you were getting good enough to get notoriety, get sponsored, making some movies. Or you you're doing contests a little bit. Yeah, I tried a couple, and then I had a couple older, old school homies that like showed me the ropes. But there, there was actually a kid that was like my age, but he just was older in person. Like if we looked at each other in the mirror, I looked twelve, he looked sixteen. <laughs> I just over sixteen, you know, because I like didn't hit puberty so. I was such a little kid, dude. I like I don't know. I didn't even start shaving until I was twenty seven, bro. Like same here. <laughs> You're way old. Barely even shaved. But um, shaving at twenty seven, bro. 
I know that. Yeah, so like he was, uh, he showed me, his name is Lucas Magoon, if you guys ever heard of him. And then there was Chris Bradshaw, like he was like, people were pissed at us. They think we were copying, like I'm mad at me thinking I was like copying these people. I'm like, I'm copying them? I'm like, this kid just showed me the ropes. I'm like, I don't even know. So I had to figure out my own style from that. Like they branched me into the situation and stuff. But then like a lot of those companies did some screwy stuff. Like Tech 9 did screw us over. Like promised us a dumb amount of money off the royalties that we made good money and money off in Japan, like, or whatever it was at. And they went for it and you never saw. They never did see a dollar out of it. So we're like, yeah, dude, what peace. You know what I mean? Then like we got guilt trip for it. Like we're just kids. It's like, nah, dude, you made a... (laughs) Yeah. We we are stupid enough to just not sign a contract or something. We did something wrong here, and we we put our trust into you, and that was like a beginning of burn. You know, I was like, wow, this is gonna be like this in this game. I'm like, so I didn't give up on it. Obviously, I was like, right, let's no, do this. Just, like, yeah. And then Smoking picked us up. Smoking, I don't know if you ever heard of Smoking Jay. He's a kind of old school dude, snowboarder. He started making a company. He did the same thing for us, and he actually paid us a little bit of royalties. He didn't make anything. You know what I mean? So like, there's a couple people in there that's really cool. And, that's awesome. Yeah, like he did. He did what he could, and then all that hype kind of went away because the group kind of faded, and and me and my brothers just did our own thing. And then my little brother Lenny, the little younger one, he's just a shredder. Like I mean, he can do every single trick there is, and he's just a nutcase. He's a redhead. <laughs> he just didn't take a beat down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And get up like it, nothing happened. Like what? Like ox, dude. The kid's a tree trunk. <laughs> and then like my other kid, little bro- my other brother Anthony, he just got more style than I can. You you, you couldn't even you can't even pay for that. There's no you know what I mean? Like yeah. you couldn't even just touch super it. Unique. Yeah, like I'm inspired by it. We have a similar style, but his is like way better. Like yeah. the kid's just flawless. Like so it's the way he even moves down, the way it looks going down the Ryan is supposed to be there for him, you know? Yeah. And that's kinda is for me with dirt biking. Like dirt biking is like that for me. I feel that comfortable. I'm like, I almost feel more com- I feel more comfortable on my dirt bike than walking, especially with this leg. <laughs> to be honest. So I'm did, like dude. Did you finish uh high school yeah. up there? I did. I did homeschool up there because I was okay. like, I was kind of a fighter. I, I, was, I was barking on kids. Kids would say something I learned from my pops. Just didn't really, I didn't necessarily say much. It was like, cool, boom. Like, like, you know, so I was like, you know, I don't really want to be like that kid anymore. Like, I, I even though it was in me, like, I still had a lot. But I was like, I know I'm going to go to that school and get bites. Like, it's just going to go down. Like, I already had kids already trying to fight me and I haven't even been to the school yet. I'm like... <laughs> Clicky click. She's like this little surfer kid from Huntington Beach sitting in the mountains, and like girls were like, ah, like you know what I mean? Like, you oh, came out yeah. of <laughs> This kid's a freaking football player, they're like trying to sucker punch me and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, heavy. So how long did you live up there for? I, I still have a house. I was still physically, basically, I still live up there, but I mean, I'm always back and forth. And then, like, a time, like, when I started the free riding thing, I was always traveling in my van. I was up, I never was in one place more than three days. So, for like two and a half years. So did you try to be a pro snowboarder? I was pretty much there. It was just, um, I, we, 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 our genre for that was skateboarding. So we put so much of the skate style into that. So like at that time in that little generation, that was a whole buildup of that too. So I didn't go do like double corks and double backflips. I didn't go reach that. I was trying to look like I was on a skateboard. Like we were in the streets, just like I do with the dirt biking. That's kind of why I brought it in. Yeah. Same kind of feel, like skating around the streets, snowboarding the streets, all the same deal. You know what I'm saying? That feeling of knowing and being out there brought it into the moto. And then there's all these moto dudes that do the bike life wheelie stuff. That's cool. It's crazy. I don't even understand how they fucking wheelie. Like half the time, those guys really like, 
no hands, dragging with her arms closed, and like all these weird things. I never even think you could do on her bike. You know, so I don't, I don't ride wheelies. Like I can nose wheelie, I can wheelie far, I can drag the fender for a second. But these guys are doing some other stuff. So I'm like thinking like this could be upgraded with wall rides, manuals down the ledges, and sneaking into spots. But I know how to get to these spots because of snowboarding and skateboarding. Yeah. yeah. So a moto kid kind of go do this. Like, okay, when do I do it? Like, and then they're freaking out. Yeah. Because it's so nerve wracking. Like I'm riding a dirt bike in the streets. Like, yeah. So yeah, I got before, that. Before out of we get to, to to what you do now, because yeah. we want to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So you took ten years off from moto. Mm-hmm. What did you do in those 10 years? I snowboarded every day. Just try to make it pro snowboarding. And then I did, I skated all the time in the summer and surfed all the time in the summer. And then went up to Mount Hood for summer snowboarding. Like, trying to run the whole thing that everyone does and film parts. You know, that was hard too. Sponsors, like, kissing ass, knowing the right person, hanging out <laughs> at the right place at the right time. Like, I didn't have, have any of that. I came straight from a surf scene that was mode. I, I actually was so mixed up. I was only thing I probably knew more than anything was at the time was surfing at, for years. You know, like I know what surfing is all about. But skateboarding too. Skateboarding was a very independent thing where I can go pick up myself and go do and not worry about my dad taking me or whatever. I could just go skate out front. So I was like learning those like things as a kid that moto kids didn't do. Kind of brought into that. You know. Yeah. So, so what but, got you back on a bike? Like when you know like. To be honest, um, kid Nigel, you know, Nige, you know, Nigel Houston is. Yeah. Yeah, he. Nigel Houston, the skateboarder. Yeah. 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 So he, we started kicking it through my one buddy Shane, and he knew my buddy Chase that I knew from Marietta when he was like a little kid, and it was a weird connection. And then my buddy Shane Rod, like, um, and so Nigel Houston is like he knew one who of I was. Biggest fucking skateboarders. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You got Costin, you got Reynolds, you got Reynolds, you got Hawk, you got Soya, Nigel Houston. Yeah, Hosoya, and then he's like not he's like Nigel's definitely like in a Hosoya of the these yeah. days today, this day. But um But you started hanging out with him. Yeah, we started kicking it, but he knew he knew me from riding or something like that. I knew about my riding it was just would beg me all the time. We started kicking it, like, hanging he'd take out me with dirt bro. He would tell me. No, he would beg me. Like, come on, bro, let's do it. And his other my other buddy Gary Johnson, he's like the real like He's a real hype man to to Niger to make him think I'm this kid or whatever, right? So he's like, dude, come on, dude, come on, right, right, right. I'm like, nope, don't do it no more. Don't want nothing to do with it. Don't look at it. I'm going to surf in the morning. Sorry. But like, I'd party at his house. I'd stay at his house. I'd go surf in the morning. They'd go ride dirt bikes for like the first year. How, how did you guys be? Through my buddy Chase Webb, Shane, Roddy, and it was like a couple other other skate homies that connected, and then we all kind of kicked it, and then we started bonding, and then. He started talking about the moto, and then yeah, because I was the kind of I'm the kind of the thing that to me made you guys click is you were like a child prodigy, and he's a child prodigy. Well, yeah, that You're a child prodigy of you know moto, and he's skateboard. I mean, right, dad thing too, the dad thing, because his dad was just a lot like my dad. Yeah, but he had a bigger opportunity than to make more money and be more like by himself and shit so it's like he was it was gnarlier for him slash not as gnarly for him <laughs> yeah you know what I'm so like when I stopped riding dirt bikes like I knew that this is no independent sport this is a very codependent thing I quit knowing like I don't got help I'm over it 
And I remember there was even like a guy like three years after I quit would beg me, I got you, I'll cover you riding. And I'm like, bro, I can't, I don't want nothing to do with it. I won't even, I don't want nothing to do with it. I went and watched the Supercross three years after I quit, four years, by myself, pulled up by myself, got my own truck. I remember like roll up, watch the heat race, watch this kid win the heat race that I used to like smoke. And I'm like, <laughs> main the main event, the kid gets the freaking hole shot. And I'm like, it's like checking out and I'm like, I like tear up, dude. I get up, not even watching the rest of the race. I'm like, bro, what am I here for? I'm like torturing myself. That so I just, torture. after that day, I just didn't even look at riding for like seven years. And, and then Nigel came and around. And that's three years after you quit. Yeah. You went and said, yeah. now I'm going to check that's this out. That's what probably motivated me extra, extra to go snowboarding. I'd be like real into it. Like I was really into it because I was like, I got to like really take myself away from it. And then whatever. So Nigel got me like a year, maybe a little less. Of asking me to come for a while, to go ride and then finally give in drunk enough, dude. Just like buzzed up enough. Like, all right, dude, I'll go. Like, I'll, I'll go with you. I'm gonna, we'll see what's up with this. Like, and then he gives me all this gear before he even rides. He lets me wear all this gear and I get on the track and like, I'm just like going down the pits. I can just feel me like transform. Wait, like, so this <laughs> is 10 years? I, can start, I just feel it like, yeah. This is 10 like, years 10 out. years out. No, this is actually. Eight and a half years after, because it took me a year and a half to get invited, because of credit. I didn't have credit. I didn't have good credit. So I had to go get these credit cards and make these credit happen, and then do it all myself, and then get a truck. Then I had to get that going to make it so I can get the bike to the truck. Like it was like yeah, it's a whole yeah, process, a lot, yeah. bro. And I, I like remember I like lost my license from too many speeding tickets from this Jetta I had. It was gonna get <laughs> so I didn't even have a car. I was just like running around like old school style on a BMX bike, like a beach cruiser. I mean. To make shit happen, basically, but um. So eight and a half years, you finally get back on a bike with Nijah Houston. Right on his bike in 2012. And he did his terror, and he just oh, tripped. Oh, dude, I was tripping. I was. Where, I came. Up, I came you, off the track tearing up, laughing. Where were you like, guys? What? At milestone. I like got on. I like remember just like like everything is just like from the last time I rode like. Just already start thinking about what I need to do in the corners. You're and already like, 10 moves ahead. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck is going on, dude? So I like get on the track and it just goes into tunnel vision. I'm like, do you have to like, you know the track? Do you have to no, figure it out? No, just go, like, yeah, I looked at the track and watched him for a fun second. And I just did okay, one there's lap. Okay, there's lips. Okay, there's a double. Okay, there's a big dude, top over you there. You can kind of see what's going on. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Boom, wheel tap. Dude, I like right away. Like got on the track, wheel tap this like triple thing. And I was just like, whoa. And then like went into the corner and like railed the rut. Didn't even like, didn't even fidget. Didn't do nothing. And I was just like, just boom. Adrenaline went up and clicked in so hard. Within a lap, I had all the jumps like dialed. Second lap, fully whipping third. I was I rode like eight line laps. Dude came off. My arms were like, couldn't even like, couldn't even take my hand off the thing. But I didn't even realize it until I got off the track. So I was like. Dude, what the fuck? Like, oh my god, I can still ride. Like, this is insane. I can yeah. still ride. Because like, how old are you? I was 23. Yeah. Yeah. But taking and that time four. off is like... That's a long time. Eight years to yeah. take 24. off? Yeah, 23 or 24. Yeah. So, yeah, I, was, I think it was a year and a half of me hanging out with him before I even... Was he... What, what was his... Was he just... Was he yeah. about it now? He was tripping. All of them were tripping. <laughs> They're, They're like, like what? what? They're like, dude... You've been riding, dude. Like, you've ridden, bro. Like, yeah. And then, like, I'm like, oh, bro, I fucking swear to God. Yeah, I, like, I haven't ridden in so long. And I'm like, dude, I need to get a bike. Like, who instantly called Malcolm McCassie, like, anybody I knew that from riding. Like, 
I was like, I need gear. I need to get gear. I need everything before I even get everything. I was already lining it up like that. Like I was, I was juiced up like a little kid, like freaking out. Like, yeah. like what am I gonna do? I want to go. No, to like little tomorrow. kid at the candy store. Like on the way home, like dude, Nigel's like, dude, shut up. You know? like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're done. Like, yeah, they're like, dude, dude, dude. I used to do it like, like freaking out. And it was hard to, to. Was it hard for you to get? hooked up again like mm, no dude freaking everyone like was a couple of the people were still very in, in in tune and like were was waiting for me to get back on a bike like yeah. they thought i was in a race so like because i came back and i was able to bang bars right off the top like i, I was ready to go but i just didn't have a, i didn't have the right backing i needed it so much and i already knew what it took to get there so it's like such a dedication for not just me yeah it was just for like everyone but probably right. just a relief that you don't have that pressure and you're just now into it for the fun you right know? like so did a couple surfer crosses dude first gate drop freaking pull the pull shot on like an idol of mine racing girl like i never got to race the guy with mike brown and like grant linkson and like Ivan Tedesco, all these dudes that I used to watch racing pro, I pull a whole shot and like beat them on for, and like some of them too, like yeah. bar to bar with them the whole race, like not even a fit, not even a fade. And these guys I looked up to, not even got the chance to race with, like wow. So it was like older dudes, but they, I got the taste of that, and like yeah. I was moving so good, like I was like, dude, I'm probably gonna start racing again, and then like I slowly saw that it took so much more than even the dedication, like. It, took, it takes a team. It's just like yeah. no matter how much you want it, you need a whole supporting cast. Yeah, so I kind of backed off of it and I was like snow, s still snowboarding. That's got to be time. so frustrating. Oh, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Here you I was are, in a warp. You have the talent. Warp, like. You have the talent, right? And you have mm -hmm. the passion and you have the. You want to do it, mm -hmm. but then you're, you also realize that you don't have the team and you don't have yeah. the money and you don't have the resources well, like, to make it happen yeah like oh. you were saying earlier like you're gonna put everybody yeah. through yeah. hell and back by you know like i'm gonna go i'm not gonna be the normal person i am to focus this much and i'm gonna need and lean on a lot of different people and that's you know what i would have done tough. it was hard say nice you're my sponsor <laughs> see i never asked that kid for a dollar no, of course you did dollar yeah. in my life one time i, I lost my wallet in, my, in miami Lent me a hundred bucks and I got it to him as fast as I could. I was like, I'd, I'd be like, hey, you're the one who wanted me to get back on a on a motorcycle. Yeah. So it's your fault. Yeah. You gotta pay for this. Yeah. I mean, he and him just have a good actual homie relationship. Like he, you know, rubs off on people wrong. He loves it, to be honest. But like he's just, <laughs> he's funny, dude, to be honest. So me and him have a really close relationship that's like, you know, brotherly. Because yeah. you know, you know, bring him in pretty good and Kind of show him some real shit. He, he's a kid. He didn't even go to school one day in his life. He's never done a day in his life. So he went to this homeschool, taught about his mom. Just he didn't even have a real friend until he was fourteen. I met him when he was fourteen and a half, like you know, or fifty, whatever. Yeah. Fifteen. He had a couple kids that were my friends. That he his first friends were my friends, younger friends like Edgar and Nathan and, and a couple other these other, you know what I mean? That were bringing them involved and like, not even not, you know what I mean? They're just younger kids I knew. So it was like a weird connection, but like me and him became really well, good friends. And like he brought me in with the moto and I like pretty much am so thankful for him for like, he, I like, he asked me to do shit. Like I like for moto and I'm like, yeah, I got you. Gee, no worries. Like she got me back on my bike. Like 
I cut him off a lot because he kind of asked for too much sometimes. But <laughs> all those rich people do. Like, get you. you can go afford your own stuff because he wipe your own not ass. being rich. <laughs> but, like, uh, uh, if I, I get this for free. Like, I bite the bullet a lot. I normally would tell kids, dude, you're tripping. Go do it yourself. But, like, since he kind of, you know, yeah. kind of, like, fucking, I really appreciate it. So it's like, he actually kind of got me. Like, my homie Gary got the hype going, but, like, he had the bike, he had the gear. I was just buzzing off that the you know, skateboard kids wants me to go ride dirt bikes. And I'm like, all right, dude, let's do it. So I made it happen. And then I, had, I got my dad taught me how to get like credit going. I got my credit going as best I could. And then went and got a bike, freaking a couple hundred bucks a so month. So you're talking about paying for shit on your own. Yeah. Like getting your own credit card. I got my own credit card. Yeah. As soon as that day, I was already, I was working like some vinyl thing at the time. I was like waking up at like three in the morning, going to like, um, new malls that are opening stores and like, you know, whatever, like was going to be there doing the barricades and all that kind of stuff and the windows too, but mostly the barricades, like they're new. Um, I was making pretty good money at that time. And then just like I had snowboarding, I'd make a little bit of money snowboarding sometimes. Like I was nothing really actually, but yeah. So, and then what was your like idea of, I'm going to get back into it. The race or, you know, initially and then... So there was that one first year that kind of messed, even warped, warped me up with the snowboarding. Because I'm like, dude, like, I got all this shit lined up for me snowboarding. I ride for Yes Snowboards, which I still ride for. They still hook me up and consider me not a rider, but they're an ambassador yeah. now. So they still hook me up. But, like, at the time, they were hooking me up fat. I had Flux. I had 32. I had all these other companies and stuff that were hooking me up, lacing me to be an amateur, trying to make me a pro. Yeah. Real pro. Um, not do a pro contest and be self-proclaimed like you know for sure that's kind of what snowboarding, yeah, snowboarding kind yeah. of came into that I was still kind of not really regulated towards a self-proclaimed situation yes thank you yeah I mean that's I mean that's it's sponsorship and the whole like game of any sport it's it's tough it you is. know you gotta rip but you gotta it's all about who you know and having an image and you know having yeah there's a lot of variables yeah so, you decided to get back on a bike. You got your credit. You have to finance this whole thing on your own. What was your... Um, what bike did you go get? What? I went got a KX, KX450. And at the time, the 2015 bike, I got it. And then I, when I got it, I only rode it like, I just like once a month. Because I was snowboarding. You know? I wasn't yeah. really like, I didn't really have a direction yet. And then it went into the summer where I was riding all the time. And then I started kicking it with these kids, like the monster dudes that were my friends at the time before that, you know, 10 years changed a person. So like that all kind of like went out the door because I kind of had my own program in my head and like I was still cracking beers, like still on that surf, you know, moto, like I'm not like moto, like focused kid yet still, but I was able to go rip and like go and bang bars with these kids that were fast still at the end of summer. Because I kind of knew the racing wasn't going to work, but I still wanted to see how fast I can go and drink a beer and pass the kids, like, kind of a thing. It was a challenge of my own self. Yeah. Like, I'm drinking a beer in the pits, dude. How are you feeling about me passing you? Like, I was kind of weird like that. Yeah. So, uh, good. Rub some salt in those Yeah, I kind of did. I did. I did for a while, and it pissed a couple of them. And by the way, I took eight years off, and I could yeah. do this with one eye closed and a tilt one back. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, from that day, from... But are those, who's happier, you know, like those guys that that's, yeah, totally. that's what it comes down to, you fully, know, like fully, fully, fully. if you're going to come back into the sport and do 
do it you want to do it your way and have the best you know the most fun mm-hmm. you know these guys are probably miserable like they're after you waste you know waste them on the track they're probably back at the gym and yeah. tripping out like screwing with their mind like what totally. am i doing wrong oh yeah <laughs> and then like you know where I, I started doing stupid shit like a woman one day at this this ride that they had and i'm like passing this kid that's like was trying to be the pro kid and i'm like cracking a beer after and the dad was losing it obviously not stoked about it and then i'm like looking at this like bench and like a fight like a freaking staircase and i'm thinking it as a snowboard move i'm like dude i'm gonna firecracker nose press this bench they're like what are you talking about so what does that mean like you know firecrackers you go downstairs on a skateboard yeah or you go up and on a snowboard you can do that so and then like nose press is like pressing on the nose of a snowboard to like nose manual yeah type of shit so I was thinking the same thing because it's like pressing on a dirt bike, no front brake, and I do it, and they're like, all oh, the whole of them are talking shit to me about it, and like I like do it, and like literally that day was like, I want to do this for this you. This is what you found. I'm all, this is it. I'm gonna film a part like this, and it took me like two yeah. years to get proper somebody to no, nobody start doing it. filming it correct because I would try to go do it. I did a couple wall rides on the beach, like did something to make shit happen, right? wasn't working so i was like finally ran across somebody that was like willing to do it when i kind of gave up on it and then i went and did it while i was doing the jumping and other stuff so i brought the snowboarding and the moto and the skateboarding culture into one and crossroaded it you know what i mean so that got that video part that before the fox one i just did was the reason why i got my fox one because they saw the like the vision yeah Yeah. you know what i mean and the guy that filmed my thing had the vision i had because he was a skate filmer but loved the fact that I was out there in the ditches riding while the kids were skating. I was riding my dirt bike while they were skating from like pitting wall rides, like not caring anymore. Like, yeah, still snowboarding kind of. When like, did you release that Fox one? Like December 15th, December. Yeah. No, I put that on oh, Facebook, okay. um, like a week ago or something, but I, 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 it's on YouTube December 15th. So when you put that first, last year. first edit film that you put together, wait, how long ago was that? 2018 it dropped but I did it all 2017 I was doing like and then you went like YouTube drop like yeah and I was doing like like doing shows you can do like shows for like a thousand bucks for like jumping and stuff I got hurt in one of the shows and like fucking destroyed my ribs I had to stop like for four months and then come back and finish that part like what show like an OC fair (laughs) if you look it up you'll see Justin Wolf fall I literally cased this jump first hit after not riding for two weeks desperate for a freaking thousand dollars because it's like a 15 minute ride for a g i needed money so i was like all right i pulled up like not ready at all and like haven't been riding and like there's a bunch of kids around and like some stinky ass setup with like landing smaller than the lip when it's supposed to be like that like small peaky just dude land on this thing bang i didn't even fall i just cased it flipped over the bars ran down the thing and just like fell over and collapsed was in the hospital, whatever. Finished that thing and then came back. Did well. It did really good. It got like five million views with no sponsors, no nothing on this. Yeah, so that one killed it. And so then, do you have a YouTube channel? No, I don't. I have a YouTube channel. I just haven't. I don't have anything to do with it. I don't really know how to be that corny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got. You got. You got to. Yeah. It's a business, you know. It's a business yeah. model, but yeah, it's a it's a lot of I'm trying to figure out a niche for it. I yeah. guess. Yeah, but you kind of have it already. I do. I have you just like gotta. 
I have such an old. I, I made a. I made a YouTube. It's like a Felix thing, and it's like it has a bunch of everything. I, it's on there. You can see it. It's there. Like three epi three things. It's like I edited the whole thing. I filmed the whole thing. I'm in it, and my homies are in it. I made it like almost old school, freaking. And that's what it should be. It shouldn't surfer. be all production. It shouldn't yeah. be all like dialed. I mean, kind of raw. When Fox got behind, you know, Dead Man Walking, and made it all polished mm. and killer. That's that's great when you have that. But your channel could just be. Oh, pretty dude. raw. Yeah, and I know. I can just watch, watch raw uh, shit. That's yeah. it. It'll you work. watch the Mason Ho. Uh, I love his shit. So amazing. He's my favorite. That's like my favorite shit because he's, he's cool. Yeah. He makes them, you know, he pushes the board and like has like he shows is. what he does and he just does the, I don't even know how that kid surfs like that, dude. It's that's so the place way too in Him and that, uh, what's it, Sheldon? The other guy? Shel Sheldy? The other guy that Yeah, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's the only other, other guy, guy he surfs with, not his mom, <laughs> not his sister, not his dad, but other guy, Sheldon or whatever. Mm -hmm. He freaking rips too. Yeah, but they the it, all it is is music, good music and good surfing. Dude, it's I like, don't know. He does something with the music though, because he has somebody that knows the good shit or like knows how to like use the underground stuff. Because that's yeah. the biggest. That's the issue. hardest that's thing is to get well, music the, rights. You yeah. need to find issue. somebody that's uh, like a garage band that plays good. I do. I have that. Just, yeah, but that's that, that's it's so hard to get that even going. It's like, all right, dude, can you do this for me? Yeah, yeah, and, like, and you know, yeah. It's Dude, get out the synthesizer. That, that was another. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my sound machine over here. So I made these edits for a little bit, and then Nigel's mom hired me to be his personal filmer and for Monster. I just go around with that kid and film all this stuff. Low key, no one knew about it. No one had. No one needed to know wait, about wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, I used to cruise around and film full Monster edits out of a little handy cam and like edit it so good because I made these little Felix edits. It was called It's a Felix or I did Felix Moto if you look up on YouTube wherever you can or Felix Snow. I started those little older, newer ones. Um. What? Yeah. Feel like F E E L I X X, like, but yeah. I use Felix a lot in like the things, but it's also it's a Felix, and, and I used to go because I used to travel in Japan and did all these different things, not with Nigel. This is my own shit, and then those things got me my job with Nigel because his mom's like, dude, whoa, you know how to make all these edits and do all this? Like, you hang out with him every day, can you do it for him? Like, he has nobody to do it. And I'm like, that's another side of the story we you didn't even hear. Nobody talk about. Nobody knows that because it's like, because it was like, I don't know. Awesome. I'm not. I don't want anybody to know I'm freaking Nigel's filmer. And then it's like, dude, that's Nigel's filmer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just trying to make money, dude. My homies help my homie out. Like, and yeah. he's helping me out. Like, I'm going to travel these cool places with him and we're having fun together, laughing about it. Like, it's pretty much. When what it did was. you start? I was like 2016 to, to 2017. That you filmed for him? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was cool. All right, so you got back into moto. You, what were you hoping to, or like, did you go okay? I I gotta make this my thing. Like, I, I want to make money. The free riding. Okay. Okay, I saw it becoming something because. The, oh, you, oh yeah, that day that you did the press on the. That that was the video part of the idea. I didn't think about how gnarly Instagram and social media was at the time. That was straight OG. Like I'm filming the video part and I'm gonna put it out in in a year and it's gonna be like what the fuck weirdo shit. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So that's just when it, yeah. The the one that where you went over uh, Long Beach, where the Toyota race is. Yeah, that's that was my that first, was last year, right? That was 2017. Okay. That was older. That was from the old one. Okay. So, I watched that one. Yeah, that was on Instagram? Well, no, I, I found it on YouTube. Oh, okay. You watched the first video part? Yeah. What? 
With the Suicide Boys track on it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And and I saw, that's the first time I saw Nyjah. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, he was in it. He was Running, in it. filming. He was yes, filming it. So yes. I put it on my Instagram of him, that clip that he filmed. So I, I didn't see it on Instagram, but I saw it on that, and I was like, why is Nyjah Houston, you know, in the mix here? <laughs> he just like, yeah, he's definitely a hype, a hype of a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? And, and then I started, and then at first I watched the first one, or the, the, the Fox one. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and saw the other one. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, this is a trip. Like, what Some the different f- shit. He's doing yeah. skate, you know, skate spots. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, that's where it started. So me and when going around with Nigel. Yeah. And, and, and the all boys. the six spots they hit. Well, dude, I'd always watch. And you were filming. I, I was so into skateboard culture. I knew everything about skateboard culture. Like, the younger kids I didn't care about. It was all like Costin and freaking McCrank and like older dudes. Like, you know, even when it comes down to Dwayne Peters and all these older dudes. I was more looking up to skateboarding and, and looking at all the street stuff that was coming through guy mariano all those crazy times so, so like he came around or whatever and then i go and cruise the streets and finally get to see all these spots in person with yeah, them. and i'm yeah. like on the way i'm like dude i would snowboard this spot snowboard spot snowboard this spot this would be so sick to snowboard they're like <laughs> shut up all right dude we get it there's no snow you're not gonna snowboard here yeah so like the moto came involved and that's when we started going dude i'd fucking moto this thing i'd ride that i could do something on this i could do something and so i'm like so I'm gonna start doing shit on this. And then my homie Dodek with all those guys kinda kinda riled it up. Like, let's do it. And then I started tying towing in those fuckers to the spots that they didn't want to push on a motorcycle. For, yeah. Cause it's like they could go push into it, but not for an hour if they yeah. have to battle it, because then you get tired. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pulling them in and taking all that energy away from them and I know how to do it, know the speed, because I know the streets, yeah. I understand. You're whipping them into So they're like, I'm getting phone calls from all these different <laughs> skate homies. I'm in like birdhouse movies and all these different movies because of it. And then yeah. I started like fucking around in the streets of that zone, they're doing it, and then it started turning into clips. So I'm like, dude, I need I know so much shit I can do this and we can make this I can make this, I can turn this into something. This Which is, is totally unique, but it fits that's, everything that's you're your YouTube about, show. You know? Totally. That's totally. your YouTube show right there. And there's yeah. endless content. Totally. You know, traveling all over. It's just, it's just staying on. Like, it's all about being persistent. And yeah. if I have no, you know, being, if I can't be persistent, it's hard. Okay. So hard. let's talk about that injury. Yeah. Marley. So that was during the film. Film. Yeah. So I was like. Which one? The first one or the Fox, second? Fox. This is recent. This, this is one. June 6th, 2019. And you're coming out of that gutter over the fence? 2019. 2019, yeah. June 6, 2019, come out of gutter out of the fence. Stupid mistake, didn't even want to do that. I was wanting to do something else, but that was what I wanted to do the time before that I showed up to that spot. So when I got there, I was being greedy and trying to sneak in another clip. Uh, break, you know, do go through the whole process and then get myself in the van. And I think I'm going to the closest hospital, not so the right you, hospital. So you launch what happened like you um, hit at an angle and just i got cockeyed all weird i like hit it wrong yeah. and then it threw me in a weird position and and and, and i could have just bailed the bike and it wouldn't have been as i probably wouldn't have broke my leg but i would have got fucking like tweaked my knee or something yeah but i was like dude i'm breaking my fall down because the time prior to that i did go there and send it to the street and that's what made me want to think i could go send it to the street again but i, I went more straighter so i landed in a better spot but i landed on a pole and used my bike to break down the fall because I was going to land on a pole and like let go and like body slid up under my feet and was just like holy shit dude I didn't nothing happened to me wow. and I popped tire so I couldn't go do it and I was like that's a stupid spot 
So I figured out a new thing there and I went to that to go do that new thing and that popped up in my head like I could do this real quick. I might as well just get it in and get all psyched up. Like yeah. so it'd be a big deal, I can handle this. And that happened. I like jumped over the fence, came back around and then tried to send it to the street, got all cockeyed, tried to do the same thing, use the bike as the breakdown of the fall, and then I landed on off cambered cement. So when I landed on off camera cement, the treaded tires didn't grab and go that way. It went that way. So I'm holding the bike like this, and that 250-pound dirt bike, put, I put my leg down when it went down at the same exact time, and it was just like the bike collapsed on me. So it just shattered my, shattered my leg. Um, so I uh, and what? I get mean, all of them to pick me up, get me in the van, go to the wrong spot. Compound fracture. No compound fracture. No. Just shatter inside. Nothing was compound. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. So this is shattered into sixteen pieces. They they go into surgery thinking they can do it, which they shouldn't have. They weren't a trauma center. They didn't have my blood. They didn't have none of that. So the guy I thought he could do it. I'll always remember going into that security, into that freaking hospital. Not the hospital part. That part ER. too. They were treating me like shit, but no, into the surgery and then dropped all the spatulas and looked at me. I'm like, what's going to happen? Woke up in a fixator, dude, bleeding out old school. Then they come and tell me, Hey, look, um, I'm not supposed to be doing this. So we failed your surgery. Do you have insurance? And I'm just looking at them. I'm like, what? Like, dude, I'm like my mom's there, just gets there. I start freaking out about it. Like tripping out, call Dr. G. Dr. G freaking was like, told my buddy David's mom like dude you gotta get him out of there he said they're gonna cut his leg off they don't have his they don't have his blood he's bleeding out my mom put her hand on the like the bed and came up and her whole hand was red cause I was like bleeding out and we had wow so we freaking clipped the freaking thing out of my dick pulled the catheter out clip all the shit out dude sign the AMA I'm in a thing I'm like where's the wheelchair they're like we can't give you a wheelchair they're like I'm all computer chair. Give me a little. No, 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 no. I'm all no, 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 no. <laughs> Grab the little computer chair and sit down in it with my fixator, look at him. I'm like, get me out of here, like mom and dad, like my little brother. My brother's got my leg, like this, bro, like holding it, as like you're... this, running down the street and I'm down the hallway. And my mom's pushing and like holding, running down the hallway to go get the van to hurry up and bring it over while the the, the nurse you didn't call an ambulance. Like, didn't have dude, time no, they were like not doing it. They weren't doing. It. We had wow. this AMA stuff. They were like making it worse, like tying it all off. So I would get over to the other hospital. They instantly put me into four blood transfusions. Then since dude, they failed the surgery, they, the, the the main part was. They severed an artery, right? Or yeah, during the, so, during the, the... So what happened was they freaking... I didn't know about it till a week and a half later after everything got fixed. They fixed the surgery. They took the fixator out. The girl nailed it. Did a killer surgery. But my leg kept growing. And they're like, I don't understand why things growing like this. Like, It's just like elevated. The thing's fucking that big, bro. Like the just wing, swollen. Dude, like it was fucking... It was ridiculous. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So we start a week later... Start to go put in our leg down to get the blood flow. Because this is a week, me being on my bed, just sitting like that. Can't piss, can't shit, can't do yeah. nothing. I'm like fucking med out. Like yeah. so many meds. Like, yeah, you're in and I'm out a of synthetic zombie. heroin addict at this point. Like I'm like stuck. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like fiending for any kind of drug because I'm such in pain. Put my leg down and I start getting sick. And I'm like, whoa, dude. And I like got back up. Whatever, like go by. And the next morning, they're like, you want to try to do that again? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like. And you're at home? No, it's at a hospital. So still I, at the I hospital. did 27 days in the hospital altogether. 
five blood or five surgeries, twenty two blood transfusions. I lost the artery. I shattered my leg. They shattered my heel when they did the fixator. They didn't do a record on my heel, so they shattered my heel when they screwed through there to keep the fixator through. So I have like three plates in my heel from that. That was way later. That wasn't like I, I had to wait after twenty one days in the hospital. And, and are them. you getting any malpractice suits or no? Anything? We try, dude. It's, it's, so since, since I do everything, like, they won't do anything. A fixator is to. Put I, if all I would have lied together? and like not put anything on Instagram, I probably would be a millionaire. But I since Justin, I was so prideful, the huh? fixator puts all the bones together. Is that what it is? You know what a fixator is? No. Kind of? Okay, so it's like a, you, see, you see those old brackets that like. Like, like a cage. Yeah. Like so basically that was a hole of the fixator, that was a hole of the fixator, so that need, was a hole of the fixator. Solid bone and spots to hold Yeah, up. and then like there were spots like there and then there's one at the bottom down here where my heel had the shatter that they didn't do a record of. So when they didn't do a record, they don't know what they were screwing into. They only knew what was going on on this leg. Right? Yeah. So they freaking they screw into that, shatter that. I, I don't even know about that till later. They told me something's bad. They might have to do something, but I don't know anything about it. I'm going through this other thing with my leg. So the so I go back to the physical therapy part where I'm putting my leg down, and it's like it gets hot, and I get all weird, whatever, pass, almost pass out. Next morning, do the same thing, and I start getting really sick, and I'm like, uh, pick my leg up. Right when I lay back, I just feel like a release in hot liquid all over my left leg. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look up on the ceiling and there's blood on the ceiling, blood all over the freaking ground right here. What? Look over and my whole left leg is red. And I keep, every time I start, and I start breathing and I look at the heartbeat, blood's coming out of every one of these things. Going, tff, tff, tff. I'm, I'm, like, all the holes. I'm all, bro, what the fuck's going on here? I'm like, I'm bleeding out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm bleeding out. And I start to start dumping out. I start getting all weird, start shitting myself, start pissing myself, start getting all euphoric. And I just look at my mom and my homie because my brother wasn't there. He was like taking care of me. I'm like, later, later. Like, see you on the other side. Like, I love you guys. Like, straight up. That's what you felt. What? Literally. You felt no, life I died. evaporating. I fucking, I don't give a shit. I, I got to taste death. I know exactly what it's like to go before you're actually gone. Holy shit. From smokes. that. Because I got out of body. I got euphoric. Yeah. It was like a good calming, feeling. Calming, calming. Very calming, very blessing, like blessing, like weird. Something was there grabbing me, holding me. Something was there. I couldn't really, I can't really give you that crazy description. It was like a dream. Like bodies releasing something. I'm, you know, valves are moving. Like I'm done. Like I can tell this is death. Like yeah. this is what death tastes like right here. Wow. So, so I was like, all right. And then. Boom! I fucking woke up. I like came out of body. It was like came around the like hallway. I remember like walking through the hallway, and I'm like, I remember. I remember like sitting up after like I pass out or whatever, and like looking to the left and looking to the it's right. Not and how like, you left it? Weird, huh? Yeah. No, I'm like I'm like feel like I got like something's like on me. I remember like something like on me, like towels or something, but I couldn't figure it out. And then I like, look over and I'm like, Dude, what the fuck? How come these guys aren't tripping out when I'm sitting up? Like. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then like I start getting up out. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And like I fully him out, and that's how I like, kind of remember. I remember like going around the fucking hallway, and then like zoom, zap, fucking right through to me. Like I woke up in the hallway, like with like a bunch of blankets around me. And the guy's like, "Yo, we good? We got you? We got you?" I'm like, "What the fuck? How long were you out?" I woke up the next morning in the surgery room after the surgeries or whatever, and they tied my artery. I only have two arteries in my leg. So my artery popped from a pseudoaneurysm because they a pseudoaneurysm is a blood clot in your artery. Yeah. So 
that built up and built up and built up through those times where I was wondering why I got so big. I saw my leg was pumping up because no blood was flowing. So it was just, you know wow. what I mean? Popped. Popped, dude. And then I had to sit there for fucking a couple more weeks, like a week or two or something like that. And then I had to go to a physical therapy house. And then I had to go back in like a month later for the end of August for my heel because of the heel thing. And that was the fucking most painful thing in the world. So how long is this after you got back into moto? Um, this is after I'm like fully signed, full contract with freaking Fox and like everything's dialed. And oh, like you, I finally you were... made it into the position I want to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and that's why I met her on the time. And she was, I met her before and like we we're hanging out. Like, you know, she had stuff that I was going through and I was going through shit. And then she she reached out to me in the hospital. Oh, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, she didn't, she, didn't, she didn't have to deal with it yet. Like she was just like, just on that brink of like, you know, we're hanging out like, you know what I mean? And then, you know, time went on and she got to like, she got to watch the whole experience from her perspective, like outside of it, not being involved because we weren't that involved yeah. yet. No, I didn't even know what happened. You just posted something on Instagram, like, oh, I'm in the hospital. I didn't think it was a big deal. And then you started posting like stories of your whole situation. I'm like, this is really fucking happening. Like, was yeah. Like, Cause it was kept getting ripping. worse. It kept getting fucking, yeah. Like, Thank you. Like, dude, I kept getting worse. I was like, yeah, I'll be out of this fucking hospital in like a day or two. I can't wait. Like two, five, six days later. I'll be in this out of the hospital and go <laughs> six days, seven days later. I'm like, what the hell? So you bro? were in the hospital I remember for 27 days. All together, yeah. So I did I did 19 days in the first day, first hospital visit. From like hospital to hospital, all that crazy fucking dramatic bullshit. It was so emotional and it turned me into such an emo such a wreck, dude. Dude, I had to go to a physical therapy house for four days, which turned it into like 23, whatever. And then I had to wait for a month because the last surgery was my skin graft. The reason why I had the skin graft is because I had compartment syndrome from all the fucking trauma that they did to my legs that wasn't closing because of the, fa the fasciotomies that they did wrong. Wrecked it. So I, they had to take a piece of skin from like Not up here. Die. Yeah, like right here so that this whole piece of skin right here goes I don't know how they freaking it's did it's so like, crazy yeah so like stretch it or something I don't know so they, so it turns nice, into huh? this so this thing had like that last surgery it was open dude it was a piece of meat with fucking 90 staples around this thing bro it looked like it, it didn't even look right so my little brother had to take care of me and my mom had to take care of me for like every day would sleeve it on I had a homie that was staying out of his house for a month like it was a, such a bad. Like I did everything I could to not fall apart. Like I'm like, dude, I can't fall apart. Like this is. <laughs> How many years ago was this? A year. Not even a year. Yeah. Oh, not a year even a, half, a year. Yeah, a year and a half ago, yeah. but like. Yeah, 2019 June 6, so almost two years now, and then I and I waited, and they told me I would never ride again. They told me if I do ride again, it's gonna be in 18 months until you start doing anything, and I was like, fuck that. So dude. so the Long Beach thing. That was before. That was before this. Yeah, that was not. That was long. That was that was a year and a half before I started filming that. Even like, wow. Yeah, because that I filmed that in 2017, and it took like six months to drop. Like I was done with it six months before, and then it dropped in like 2018 May, and then I I got the Fox deal at the end of summer. Yeah. May, June, July. Yeah. So I got the Fox deal at the end of summer, and then they worked on a deal with like starting in 2020. I'm gonna start filming a video part for them. 
and then I didn't really start filming until February, and then I only filmed a couple things because my filmer, my personal filmer, was filming for some kid that was filming for X Games. So I had to kind of wait and be patient with that, and I didn't really care because I had time, I had shit lined up. Heal. So when he finally yeah, tried to heal, not the healing part yet. That was before I started. I got hurt. Oh. So like at that time, and then I got hurt, and then in the nine months it took me to get back on my shit and start riding, and then I was filming a month and a half later, and that's just like it, it, it was riding in pain. Like I ride and it'd be in pain, and I was like, dude, I'm just gonna finish this video part. So every time I rode was just in the streets. I was like, ah, oh, meet me here. Yeah. Like I was so ambitious and my shit how was long, so like I didn't give a fuck you out about for what nine months. They told me never again, or if I did, it was eighteen months. So <clears> I was like, I'm finishing that part before eighteen months. You're tripping. Like I was like, I'm fucking back on my back in October. Like I was already thinking. Yeah. Like, so Doctor G, if it wasn't for Doctor G for saving me, I'd be fucking. Yeah, G. Doctor G is literally my hero in this whole he situation. He put me back together many times. And dude, and <laughs> not like that though. <laughs> no, yeah, he's honestly one of the, like the best people ever, dude. So I honestly highly appreciate that guy. If it wasn't for him, I'd probably be fucked. Like yeah. so many things in so many ways. Like, so did you get back on? Did you get on Fox prior? For- Prior to your accident? Yeah, this is what okay. I was filming for the Fox Park. Okay. I am listening, Dude, but I'm making this sure guy. people... Jeez. <laughs> Shut your mouth when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Gosh, this guy over here. So, so how yeah. did you get on Fox? That's from that part. The first, the first part got me on the, my position because the guys that ran Fox are a lot of the skate involvement. So Have another Ashland money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they like had a good perspective. So when that all popped off, the leg thing shit went weird. I was still getting my money and stuff, but they had to cut things down heavily. And then COVID came around, and they like cut off seventy five percent of the people. I don't even think I was gonna have to finish. I didn't think I I had to maybe buy I get the footage from them and do my own thing at one point. And then the filmers kind of came involved and really stuck up for me because they're all involved heavily. And they made it pretty much happen. If it wasn't for the filmer dudes, I probably cool. as much as I see, as much as I know, that's just what I read. Yeah. Is if it wasn't for them, I probably would be like in a weird different position. So just like how powerful social media is and like how copycat and how people find a niche and then somebody else wants to well, I'm gonna do that too. Yeah. Like you drop that first edit before, you know, you yeah. and then you know, you're filming for Fox, you get hurt. There's a lot of downtime. You yeah, know? A lot of downtime. Watching was, there other, do- was there other people <laughs> yeah. fighting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the kid, there's, you know, I, I don't need to mention his name, but he, he probably won't even hear this. But, like, the kid was like, the filmer kid, the kid that was filming my stuff was filming for the, was having a hard time getting clips. So he made the kid made the kid show him my clips to get an idea of what the hell I'm doing out there. Like, oh. I was supposed to keep, So he went out and did, like, a couple of my flavoring things, and I'm like, Dude, I'm losing it because now. it's all like, about it's, it's all about set set up too, having that right spot. And, well, and just like skateboarding, yeah. right? It's whoever first. does it first gets credit for it, yeah. and forever, right? Yeah, because you were doing NVDs. Yeah, every time. That's every like, single time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it pissed me off when I seen anything. I'm like, dude, you know, that wasn't your flavor, dude. You you did this. I wouldn't even have done it like that. Like, you just like, like, you know what I mean? I mean, but at the same time, I'm like, it's flattering. At the same time, it's it's like it's supposed to be like that. It's not mine. No. It's such a girly way or a little kid way to look at it. Yeah. No. You know, like he, me, and him already gone through a little head trip too, but like he hit a spot that I told him about. But 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 you. 
you're doing this and of course you want to get paid and, yeah. and you yeah. want to be you know because this is my like, shit this is yeah. your shit yeah. this is your deal and you, you want to be you able created to created like, a, a new niche genre yeah. for for moto yeah yeah that's what I'm trying to do. And yeah. then that's the kid that knows it. And he doesn't look, and he's doing shit that's been done since the 90s. And it's still in great because yeah. it's original. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like. No, it's just, again, yeah. it's in every sport and every. It goes it, everywhere. It's, it goes everywhere. But I was just, you know, curious that, you know, like. You, so you get her. This is for listeners you know? to go, when they go to YouTube, it's Dead Man Walking. Yeah. Fox. Dead Man Walking, mm-hmm. Justin Mulford. Just put Justin Mulford. Yeah, and, and a bunch a of stuff, of stuff, stuff yeah. will pop up. But yeah. that was the latest, greatest clip that mm-hmm. you, you put out. And it mm-hmm. gives you, yeah, it, it's... It's gnarly. It's done... It is gnarly. And what's done, cool is right. seeing the Great music and great, like, Oh, that everything. was another thing, too. The Bowie track was yeah. fucking a straight steal and a half. People were, <laughs> all, people were like, how the, how the hell yeah. did you get that $100,000 song? Like... That song's like a song is like a seventy-five to hundred k if you use it in the right like Miramax bought it or something like they're for sure. So what happened was those dudes four one one are running the four one one back in the day VM. Yeah. Remember four one one VMX? Yeah, awesome. So that guy has ran that shit and they knew it was someone involved with Bowie. Bowie who cares about action sports so much more than ball sports or anything or yeah. anything like that's not artistic. Yeah. So he was down for the art of anything. Of that so Bowie little, little wrote in his will that, that, that to give a certain percentage that that's what they told me. So this is what they told me. That's cool. That they're into the you know. He I love good peeps like that. So yeah. he gave me his phone. I got it for a fucking dirt cheap compared to what that yeah. is. You know what I mean? Still a chunk of money, but nothing like yeah, hundred k. But like you yeah. said, you know, having that choreographed or just a soundtrack is so important to make things stick or memorable or the vibe or the flow or you know all of the above mm-hmm. and it you know like that's not a cheap song like you said to, to walk and in I'm not I've never really been infatuated with moto or motorcycle riding like that's just never been I've never really been into it but the shit that he's only snowboarded once in the last 20 years holy shit <laughs> I know like I, I it's love that. pretty fucking cool like it's just different. It, I would. I, yeah. I watched it like three or four times. Yeah, you, you know? have to. You kind of have, have to, to really get the full effect yeah. of what you're doing. For sure. And it won't hit people the first. If they're like, "Oh, that's cool," then like turn away. It's like, dude, you, dude, you got to look at this. Like yeah. that, that one clip took a lot of the heart and energy like, to make this happen. And, and, and to be it's so it's close super to technical. It. That's why, and it doesn't really show unless you rewatch it or you understand from mm-hmm. you know being in that. Position, position, you know, like, yeah. Well, we've never been no. in that position, nor no. will we ever be no. in that position. No, thank you. But yeah, no one wants what, to what's rad <laughs> in is when you're like, when you're watching it, you go, oh, that's Huntington. Oh, oh that's 20th Street. Oh. <laughs> I, know, I surf there the all the time. That's yeah. the whole point. It's 20th of that. Street yeah, is yeah. my spot, and yeah. when I saw you do that wheelie thing, that's the LA like, Convention Center, you know, like. And well, yeah. it's cool because at first you're like, oh shit, you know, like that's Huntington, that's where I surf. Oh my gosh! You you did the wall in Northside. Yeah, you know, yeah. Got to get, H- gotta get HB in the freaking. Yeah, that was my yeah. vision. I was just then, that for the photo. Just appear in the background. And is all that, that Smith Elementary? Smith. Yeah. Yeah, that was a beatdown. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> you totally landed it, and then you just you, you blew did, it at the end, bro. I didn't even want to jump the street. So really, I had so much speed coming off that thing. I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm going to bunny hop this thing, and then nothing came out of it. So it was like bottomed out, like lost pop. So I landed. And then just whipped it. Then yeah. the thing like knocked me into the thing. I don't know. I just, the way it knocked me actually saved me. Like if that wasn't there, I would have been fine. If it wasn't there, I'd be not. I'm not like it was. We didn't know what choice. It was looks. Yeah. If that little, bad. you know that little thing that people skate or whatever. Yeah. That thing was in the way. I would have been able to get away from it. But if it wasn't in the way and I couldn't get away from it, it saved me because the way it threw me into it. Because I didn't get pitched into the rail because there was a down rail and then like the hubba. It looked not right. I fucking landed in between and somehow just got so perfect and just like. That's so crazy. Fucking spider across. I got up and fucking rode away. <laughs> like, yeah. People were like, what? It just looked like you popped it on the corner of that stair. I did, but I got like, I just, I just not to stay limber on that kind we of stuff. We used to skate all those routes. Yeah. Yeah, at Smith. Everyone does, just yeah. That's why I did it. Yeah. Hey, if yeah. there's no footage, then it didn't happen. Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Lars making up stories. Yeah. There was only like one camera around yeah. back then. We didn't, yeah. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Good luck to your families right there. <laughs> um, well, shoot, dude. Yeah, that's it. Dude. Laura's been sitting here patiently, yeah, just listening to all this. She's only heard it like a hundred times. Yeah, she's only heard, she was oh, yeah, the late story again. Oh gosh, here it comes again. So, <laughs> no, um, but no, two hours and ten minutes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit flew. I did not seem like that. Holy crap. Um, so you ride for Fox. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, Renthal, Yoshi Sherma, uh, Pipe, Yoshi, you know, Yoshi Pipe, have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's like, have you ever heard of Pro Circuit or MF, FMF? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's like that kind of, it's a cool, August or whatever. They're really good. They're, they're like the best with my bike, I think. Um, and then I got like No Toil. Those, those are companies that just hook me up with like certain parts. And then I got a mechanic that helps me out with a lot of like extra parts. And I got homies to... Dude's like Twitch and stuff hooked me up pretty well. Like he just hooked me up with he. Those, I got a couple of good people that are like helping me out with like parts, and that's all really hard to get a hold of. But when it comes to like money and stuff, it's definitely just like Fox. Yeah. Are you are are people coming out of the woodworks reaching out to you? Like, yeah. After the parts, like yeah. dude, mm-hmm. like you're honest on like, hey, that's cool, like. Yeah. Well, you're and making your own cheddar now, making your own dude. Uh, that does have to. label. Fucking have to. No brand, dude. Might as well. What is it called? It's just fuck moles. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, man. Everyone's like, I don't know, it's just sarcastic. Um, basically, it started from this guy. It started from this mountain. The mountain kicked me out one time because he was t- t- talking to my brother for smoking a cigarette. Like, and he dresses all hip hop. And he like comes up to him all like. Yo, 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 dog, put that fucking cigarette out. And I just, like, well, I had a couple, I had, like, a tall can in me. And I was like, no. I was like, no, dude. Like, you're coming in. You can't be coming out of my brother like that. You're tripping. Dude. You're all Nazis, <laughs> freaking, what the fuck. So I'm all, here you go. You stare at your typical mother, like, but you're, like, to him. And he's like, kick. He's like, you're out of here. You're kicked out. You're done. And I'm like, dude, you're going to kick me out. I'm like, there's two weeks left. And I'm like, riding dirt bikes all the time. So I kind of laughed about it. And then he like went around like talking sh- a bunch of shit. So I was like, and then I went to every mountain I went to. I get I got hassled. No, no fight with the ski lifties. I'm like, dude, this is pissing me off right now. I'm like, these fools are giving wow, me blackballing a bat. Yeah, they're blackballing me. So I went and found this dude's Instagram, or found his dude's Facebook, and found this photo of the guy. 
like wavy ass like 80s photos and like jumping to the trees on skis and it's like him saying like fuck mops like fuck this guy and people thought it was like a shirt against me like but I made the shirt so it made people fucking shirt out so I sold the the shirt with his face on it but I sold it freaking I hit the photographer up and I'm like Yo, man, I really need this killer photo you took of this of this photo of this guy. He's like, sure. He's like, yeah. Well, like, you know, you pay me three hundred dollars for the thing, and I'm like, look, and I try to look it up, like some thing or whatever, like, oh, like you know, some law shit. And I'm like, I don't pay this guy fucking three hundred dollars. Yeah. So I'm like, Copy I'm gonna pace, bitch. I'm gonna sell a sticker for for fifty bucks, and the shirt comes, and it comes with the shirt. <laughs> Didn't have a sticker made. It was just a bullshit, right? So if I got anything. It was funny, dude. It didn't work. I, 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 if anything, it would have been a season assist, and I would have been, I would have been funny. But I made, yeah. like, I made like four or five grand off this shirt. You're kidding me! <laughs> nice. I was dying, so I cut it off because it was like getting too yeah. hectic. They completely eighty six me. Like after that, Whoa. they're like, "No, you're never coming back now." Because he was going out of his way, and then this guy gets like fired like two or three years later, which is now. So, so I'm like, all right, where does I can go? Yeah, it's a personal vendetta. No one, everyone was like pissed at the guy about it or something. Yeah. You got to bring that shirt back. I'm going to. So I, so I brought my shirt. So since the fuck most thing was already gone, people didn't really understand what was going on. I even brought that story up to people. No one even knows the story. The only people I did it for the localism, like in Big Bear, like everyone knows about it in Big Bear because it's such a small town. Like, yeah. oh, dude, Justin got kicked out by Pat, dude, the freaking dude, the freaking shitty skier patrol, whatever. <laughs> So it's like, fuck, the guy yeah, yeah, they got, and then he's like, and then everyone's going around to this freaking mountain with him on, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's me! So he loses it, and tries to get me completely kicked out. I get a phone call from, like, the big main supervisor, like, hey, you can never come back here again due to Pat, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whatever, dude, I ride dirt bikes. <laughs> going mountain high. <laughs> so anyways, I didn't even care. I just was riding dirt bikes all the time. Made that shirt and just laughed about it. Didn't really push it too hard. Didn't really try too hard. It just popped off and the people didn't even know why. That's so amazing. I'm like, what the fuck? So I cut it off. A year later, I started making it. My dad has a couple funny photos of me flipping them off. And <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> As a grown? Yeah. Like, like so I'm sure me, like, freaking, you know what I mean? That It says, fuck moles and, like, punk rock, like, they are, sk- like, sex, sex pistols. pistols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all, <laughs> like, ransom note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, you know, serial killer note type thing. And then, like, um, it's just, like, me as a little kid just flipping, like, you know, like, I'm all ripped and shit. It's so funny, dude. So, just, like, kind of ran that, and then that's kind of working. And I got a couple other photos of me doing that same kind of shit, like, kind of a little, like, you know, kind of funny stuff. So, yeah, I just kind of cool. run it, that, you know? Shit. Might as well run it while I can. And, like, I mean, it, it's almost stupid. Like, I, the more I make, the more it does, because... You know, it's like merchandise and people want to support. So, yeah. like, there's actually some huge supporters out there that, like, look at it like, damn, this kid's got something going on for himself. I'm going to hook him up with something. And it's like, dude, I look, and there's, like, fucking people from different countries, but then there's, like, a handful of homies. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would have, like, hooked you shit. Yeah. I could have given it to you in person. Is it for, like, I'm selling these... I'm, I'm selling them for a stupid price because it's hilarious. It's like, yeah. throw 60 bucks for a shirt. Fuck most. <laughs> That's like what I yeah. want to think in my head. Like, how many times have I got people to say fuck most? Because like, I'm a fucking but, shit. You know, too, like, but. it's a good cause and it's fun and, you know, it's not, yeah, you're, you're not serious. And people, 
they'll spend money to just have a good laugh. That's and, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna make funny ass. I'm gonna make funny Polaris. shirts with cartoons now. Like I have a couple ideas, and then like I'll have a couple more of those things, and I'll have a couple just like simple that just says "fuck most." Like, yeah, you know, what I mean, it's just honestly, it's really a teaching me how to like run a company and like. It's fun for now, and it's making me a couple bucks in my pocket. Yeah. It's like, I mean... Get some people, gas, and it's cool. And it's cool. It's more, <laughs> even more. More than that. Fucking even more, dude. It's kind of cool to see it. Like, it really... Hey, we have a chance of, of selling Late Night with Chalky stuff. Yeah, yeah. you do. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally selling. Who I mean, would want this... I mean, fucking, I would run yeah. that. I think it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's just... Uh, my kids are like, that really looks like... Yeah, I'm like, we got good artists. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, do, 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 do you guys have a cartoon on this? I mean, I need some, I need some cartoons written up. Um, yeah, I just, just kind of run that for a little bit and then try to learn how to make a company that's, like, like um, elaborate to, like, what I do. Like yeah. Everything. Well, I think bad company or something cool that's like, god damn it, sorry guys, you know? dude. I'm getting all kinds of texts for you're, fucking whatever. You're reason. blowing up, bro. Um, you're so, so, so <laughs> you're snowboarding a lot. You're motoring, like you know, yeah, a lot, surfing a lot. Like you're, surfing is the best thing. I can't skate anymore because my leg. To be honest, I can't roll. I mean, I can go skate and push it on a bowl, but you can, yeah, I yeah. can't snap an ollie. Like oh, I, no, I, I can't crack. The ballerina, I can't ollie the ballerina is over. Yeah, that's what I call skateboarding. Yeah, Honestly, you know, I, you have to roll your ankles to snap it all, and it doesn't roll anymore. It's like, my other one just wants to go. I'm almost, I can go skate switch or something. But snowboarding works great. Yeah. Um, I can't do too aggressive like I would. I can't do, I can do everything, but I can't do it to full, full, full potential. Like maybe at the moment for a small amount of time. Yeah. But well, fuck, it's dude, like, it just happened a year and a half ago. Yeah, I know. And also, it took me a lot of physical therapy to get to where I was in that nine months. And then I, I, to a certain point, I just, just it gets old going to physical therapy and You're, seeing Dr. You G every day. died. Right. And you almost lost your leg. Totally. Both yeah. of those yeah. are right there hey. are totally like. So you can't do a kickflip, but you can yeah. go tail tap the you know the, the snowboard bar or freaking do a you know whatever, like you're good. Yeah. You know. Lyndon, Lyndon, even in his best shape in his prime, he would never do any of that anyway. So. Do what? Kickflip, you know, hit the rail. That's because I just don't. Bar. I choose to not <laughs> do it. <laughs> I keep my snowboard on the ground these days. I barely get air. When the kids want to go through the little kitty park, I'm like, all right, maybe I could hit this one, but no, I'm done. Yeah, I, I honestly... I land and break. Dude, oh. my snowboarding has been like... I, I haven't even hit a rail once. I have. I can hit them. They're like... They're so boring to me now. I've done so many of tricks and then so many of the same rails and bears. Like, honestly, I just go snowboard. I go surf, dude. Yeah. Car- like, I'm carving back up yes. though because I've taught her how to snowboard this year really well. So like me, my whole like, ambitious was like to teach her how to snowboard good enough to get her down the main runs with me that we can go cruise together. Like, yeah, yeah, that was her cool. goal. Like I want to get her to fucking snowboard good. Like, yeah, I don't got to snowboard like I used to anymore. I don't have that like, all right, lady, like I'm gonna go snowboard with my friends. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I love it. So so her going slow and like the steep hills that she can't get to her heel toe is fucking easy at the time. She's already fucking full heel toe now and like ripping. But at the time where I was like, she'd go down, and I would carve toe back up the hill. And like wrap, he front like roundhouse back over because I started riding boards with short tails, long nose, like a surfboard looking boards, and yeah. like, dude, it's way fun. Which is yeah, I have which way is more cool fun. within the sport because yeah. just like surfing, kind of, you know, you you retune your quiver, you know. I was like, oh well, I got my short board, which I ride, and then I got my step up, you know. Now it's like, no, I got my retro swallowtail, I got my twin fin, I got this that. Yeah. 
And that's how you approach the mountain. Like some days you're like, I just want to go do what you're saying, carve up and down the mountain. So when is the this next? Uh, are you working on a new clip or? I'm working on a new contract to go get a new clip because that shit is not fun to go do first for free. I mean, it comes down to like pushing it, you know, yeah. like pushing it, not for not fun, not fun for free, but like doing stuff that know and doing and to keep content going yeah. and being like whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll do it all day. I'm always trying to do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it right now. I'll go out there. If you have something cool for me to do, I'm down. I love it. But like when it comes down to like biting the nails, like this spot's hectic. Like this is fucking hairball. Like yeah. I got to. I need. A well, that and just. Yeah. I'm you're, you're, it's that. pretty much illegal what you're doing in a lot of yeah. spots too so you gotta kind of get in and out but right? so is skate it's just like at the same time so is skateboarding so is all this other stuff and stuff. I mean so skateboarding like, same thing they kick you out right? you know, so right. you gotta expect like hey so, I, can, I got a certain window to like go nail this trick which mm-hmm. is I don't know I think another loophole with me is, is not a legal street legal bike yeah since it's not a street legal bike it's like not as bad almost I feel like you know that's what I mean? weird I, I, I really don't I think me riding on a shit like that with a license and a fucking you know you know that's the way you're like dude wait a minute you can't drive this licensed car on the freaking field over here and just doing burnouts <laughs> baseball field <laughs> like you're like, wait, there's there's kids on electric bikes going faster than me, like around the corner, I mean, and they're freaking twelve. I'm not joking. You're gonna hassle me? I mean, electric <laughs> bikes wreck more shit than my. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like skateboarding does more damage to this. You know what I mean? I no, I love skateboarding with all my heart, but that's true. Like you go, it wrecks the city up. Like you're putting yeah. some tire marks on the thing. I mean, nothing. So yeah. half the half the cops are like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, wait a minute, you're yeah. doing this? Yeah. You're you the one go. motorcycle that's yeah. gonna, you know, motorcycle that's gonna do it. Do it once, dude. Yeah, there's big skate, skateboarders are gonna be a thousand. Once one person does it, everybody else is dude, like checking that. I'm not saying to say no one knows officer's name. One of the officers ripped me off. He was like, Damon, just pull me to the side. He goes, you can fight this, dude. And I'm like, looking at him, like, he just say that to me. And then, like, you can get, like, a mail or something in the mail the next day. And I even realized that it was written out. Like, you don't get a ticket in the mail the next day, dude. <laughs> like, so I was like, what the fuck is this ticket the next day shit? And I, like, didn't pay attention to it. And I'm like, oh, god damn it, I'm going to pay this ticket. It's going to be, like, a fucking $500 ticket probably. Drip, I, you know. And so I'm like, look, later on, and I start to, like, wait on for it. And I'm, like, looking for the thing. I'm like, where's my shit, dude? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not trying to get a warrant or anything. Yeah, no. I'm trying to figure sure. out what the hell's going you wanna, on. You want to be responsible. The thing is not even on there. The motherfucker signed me off. That's oh, awesome. No way. Next day is all shit. Yeah, like, I'm all, dude, that fucker signed me off. I don't have to pay shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's insane. And I was like, that well, right there was a huge eye opener for me. I was like, damn, if I, as long as I'm respectful and straight up with yeah. them, like, that's exactly what I told them. They're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I just want to be different, dude. Yeah. They're like, what do you check, mean? Check out my YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no they're, they're already are. They're all, oh, whoa. They're already like, talk. They're all, then I just start talking about my dad and shit. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't we know. busted your dad more than we busted <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, he's, a, he's, a, you know, he's got a few more years under his belt. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. Yeah. Thanks. This has been fucking awesome hearing your story. And I'm excited to see more content coming out of uh yeah. fuck mulfs yeah i mean, i got this one this was right before i came over here i got a couple more things going on i'm just trying to keep it real exclusive real simple just one colors and make it happen with that kind of fuck mulf stuff it's yeah. kind of funny when's the next video do you think 
I hope soon, man. I, I hope Real Moto or something would be kind of cool for the X Games. Just since I don't got a real con a real thing going on, I'm not really into like too stoked on doing the contesting for it and all that shit. But it will help me. So yeah. like I'm down, and you know it's a society. It's like you ain't in X Games, like you know. But whatever, you know I'm down for it. What like, What about like they should create a a whole fucking thing for you though. You know what I mean? See, I gotta do something like that. So what I need to do is do it myself. Yeah, you Fuck gotta tell Nyjah. I don't need to tell nobody. I just need to go do it myself and figure out who's gonna invest well, on it. Yeah. Do the do the skate. Uh, yeah. Course that will happen. On sure. your motorcycle, mm -hmm. right? On right. your moto, and I mean that's your that's you. Right. You'd be the only one doing it. Right. That's and, what I'm saying. I have a bunch of land in Big Bear, and if I had like someone. Red Bull's kind of talking to me about some stuff. Nothing came through, but like if Red Bull had a budget, mm -hmm. I'd be like, look, this is what I want to do at this place. We do it here. We film it. We make it all cool, and we'll show exactly what's going to happen. It'll break a lot of walls down. Oh, man. I already have it planned in my head. I've been wanting to do it. I've already reached out to people about it, but they don't understand what my perspective yeah. is. So it's like I give up on talking to them because it's like goes out the door. So like if I get a chance to do something like that where i can go put on well red red bull is a content machine and, yeah and they're they're gonna they don't do it. we know somebody else yeah maybe yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean like the, your niche and you know they could parlay hey we want you to come do it with an event that's already set up and we're going to carve out a little something for you you know like how sick would that be though but if, there's definitely if there's an x games right yeah and there's a street course and all of a sudden it's like Oh, it's not Niger going on. It's Justin Mulford. Yeah, why, I could do some Justin, expedition. Like, how sick would that be? That would be cool for yeah. sure. Expedition shit, like definitely yeah. work. It would just be crazy to see the progression of that because yeah. it's like, bro, what do you, there's only so much you could do on a dirt bike. You only can go left side and right side and wheelie <laughs> and those really. Yeah, yeah. And you can gap shit. You can land on shit. Then it starts to get in. So for me, I'm like, I want to land on a skinny lead technical jump Dude. off that way. Weird. Like, we're just, it, it's just straight airs, but I'm doing some weird shit everywhere. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I only can do so much and, like, yeah. be so creative. But, but the, uh, so, the like, it's not going to be the heaviest, like, for the contesting. I don't think, I don't see it really being something too much. It's something on the streets where it turns into an art piece where you have to, like, kind of take your time. You go through your mentals, you yeah. go through your different types and your different styles and your different it's more, flavors. It's more artistic. Like, yes. when you're in the event, it's, everybody wants to see a wow factor. Like, I want to see the, if you just back back double backflip, I want to see triple backflip, yeah. nat nat, exactly. you know, well, like, for, no, but for it, what it's not as wow factor. Wow for factor. What you've already started, right? Like, there's a great the Hollywood set. Yeah. The Hollywood High that School. That fucks with people's yeah. heads. That right was there. insane. Yeah, people are tripping. See, so, that came out of the heart. And how many... I can't go and be doing a contest. Like, I'm going to do this rail. Yeah. Like, I just like, fuck, I got this trick. I, I saw it. I was like, I got it. I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, but I'm going to fucking do it. Just film it. I'm going to fucking do it. All across... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? All across like, all the country, country, up, like, right? Yeah. There's, there's skate spots yeah. that are famous because of what what's happened there, right? Mm -hmm. That's you yep. doing it. NBD mm -hmm. on a motorcycle. Yeah. It's kind of like I was sort of like skateboarding in the streets. Like back then, it was like skateboarding is not a crime. Like it was a crime. Like kids yeah. were getting beat up because yeah. they were skating a fucking yeah. three stair by a fucking security guard engine. They're like, <laughs> dude. Dude. It sucks, man. Dude. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's so true, it's right? So, so back in the hey. early 90s, that's what the shit was. So it's like, it took a while to like make people understand what these streets are about. And like, I don't think I've ever know? seen it yet. Fuck Moths. Moto is not a crime. 
perfect. <laughs> they have a free riding is not a crime one, but the moto is not a crime. That's actually kind of cool. That's that's even better, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. the I think the fuck most thing is kind of like not even a. I think it's straight off of like mentality. I don't even think it has nothing to do with a dirt bike or nothing. I, I think it really like goes off. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have an age group. There could be a 45-year-old dude and a, and a 15-year-old dude, and they have that same kind of perspective and reality that they want it. Yeah. They like the sarcasm. They like the punk rock feel. They like yeah. the freedom feel it has. Like, so I like, kind of like... Because I think everybody deep down has that in them. You for know? sure. Like, whether, whether you're conservative you or you're by the book or you're just, you know, safe. There's, I don't care how safe and conservative, there's somebody in there that's like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that. No. Yeah, totally. Totally. And People then, hit me up all the time. Even yeah. full Christian, they think it's funny. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? They're like, yeah. ah. it's not, I mean, it's it's all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that are like real. Tongue you know, cheek, fun. Yeah, yeah. You're, you got something good going. And we're stoked for you, man. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. Like, Congratulations yeah. on taking off ten years of moto and then getting <laughs> back in it. Just go to wreck house a little bit. And then take 20 off snowboard. He might be back into it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, bro. I still snowboard. I love it, dude. It's just not the, it's not what it's not what I want to do, you know? No, but... It was just there for me to save my life. And I always tell people snowboarding saved my life. That's just what it did. Because yeah. honestly, if I didn't have that direction to go to, dude, I don't really know and can tell you what I... I mean, surfing wasn't that... I wasn't that nuts at surfing or didn't have yeah. that... I didn't have the right person to direct me in the right way or nor was people going to my punk-ass attitude at the time. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like... Surfing was surfing was just for the soul. So I never even got to see footage of me surf, so I was over it. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know how to fucking correct my surfing. I snowboard every day. I film this clip every single day and get to see it every day. So I get yeah. to change my shit every day a little bit. Like, well, everybody needs a passion and an outlet, you know, and like yeah. get get out some energy and, and you know, sports, whether it's surfing, skating, snowboarding, skate, you know, moto, whatever. I think we're perfectionists in a way. You know, you want to like accomplish and check a box you know mm -hmm. and, you know i feel like you have that drive and you're focused on something it's going to keep you out of a lot of other bad decisions yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I dodged some bad you know? decisions yeah. uh, what were bad. you doing today i don't know i was trying to nail this trick i was just trying to you know do this and i was stoked and the other kids were like i don't know i made a you know bad decision yeah didn't, didn't really care i definitely that i'll always i will think i'm so thankful for snowboarding for that reason yeah. I, I had something to like fall on and younger kids to hang out with that had a direction for it and like yeah. whatever pathological mindset I had at the time yeah. thinking I was being something I w w really wasn't yeah it saved me you know what I mean at the time so well I, I think with your background and your story and you know you 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 could inspire and 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 give a lot of good feedback to to kids that are inspiring to be something professional, you know, especially in the moto world, going through that pressure, having parents and the sponsorship thing. And, you know, I, I would keep your options, you know, broad and, you know, obviously focus on content and, you know, keeping the kids. dream alive. But yeah. in the long run, you, you could have a good, you know, part. I could, dude. He will. He will. He that, is. That's what I mean. Like, if you, it's you all know, about not giving up. Help, yeah. help, you know, guide the next generation and give feedback to, to parents and, and kids and everything, man, you know, keep that positive attitude and 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you guys are saying is how I feel and think about what's actually life. It's all longevity for me because there's times in my life where I, I, I could have went and been an iron worker with all my friends and I was 19, 20. I could have went and did firework school working and I was just like, bro, I don't... It was way too embedded in these 90s to feel like I need to go and do something that's not going to make me like who I am. So I was like, dude, I got to risk it for a while since I've already so set in stone with this stuff. And I know there's going to be a lot of ups and there's going to be a lot more downs, but like, I know I'm going to get to a certain point where they're, they're going to have to listen. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not pushing anything. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just like on my own program. Like, and that's one thing I want to encourage kids that go through things with families and stuff. But I didn't deal with everybody's things with family. All I can say with the kids is just like, take things as a grain of salt yeah. from, your, from your parents like you make it to take it you know what I mean where you want because they're going to push you where you need to be like how you are there for your kids yeah. you're so good for your kid bro like yeah but we're I not perfect that. you know no. parents are not you know we make mistakes and we're not we're know, humans but, yeah but that's the, I watch you do it and I'm like fuck that's sick dude he, the kid gets to sit back he has something to fucking fall onto like he has his dad he understands his dad's been through shit like Kids out there ripping, already got more style than freaking, I don't even know. I mean, more style than his dad. Oh, He's whoa, got a lot of. <laughs> Dude. Kids got so much style, it's chip on it, bro. Hey, this kid, this kid more style, more hair, more cuteness. Yeah. Kids, good looking kids, ripping, <laughs> fading old dogs. But out the there. show is not about late night, it's about fuck moths. Oh. And fuck moths, let me just say. Uh, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah. Um, it's just awesome. As you were talking, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, holy crap, you know, you have had a really good luck in being really talented in a, a bunch of different uh, things. Mm-hmm. Like being a, a great skateboarder, or not skateboarder, sorry, mo- moto, right? And then being a great snowboarder where you're like, making a name for yourself you know that's hard to do yeah in one thing you know true and then to walk away from it and then come back and you know revitalize like riding a bike bro sorry get back (laughs) on you know revamping revamping and reinvigorating you know you're you're having your second wind of of like success yeah and dude that's insane but that's That's following your passion and being you know like not giving up you know like like you could listen to a doctor and be like, you know what? They said I'm never going to ride a motor. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't, you know? Like I said, I said proving yeah. people wrong, <laughs> you know? I, I did. That, I literally said, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I think that gives I'm you like, more, more drive <laughs> and ambition than when, when somebody says you can't, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's definitely tough to hear if you're in a, a down, you know, if you're not. Yeah. You're, 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 you're down and out, you know, yeah. after, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine. I've had a couple of injuries where I'm out a few months, but, huh? Not like that. Not like be, that. It's tough to digest and, and come out on top. But that's... I hate doctors' words sometimes, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Even when my knee was a kid, like, the one doctor told me I have a 90 year old knee. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. You went to school for this? <laughs> what the hell? I was so like, I swear after like that with my knee, you know, I was just always just never wanted to trust like, what they have to say. Yeah. It's just all how you feel, dude. Yeah. Well, dude. Thank, thank you, you Justin. Yeah. I appreciate the talk. That was fun. That was fun. I needed fun. that. Laura, thanks <laughs> for being patient. patient. Um, this has been amazing. Justin, fuck most Mulford. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Love you, bro. Can't Love wait. You guys, can't dude. wait to see uh, the next videos. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to put something out for y'all because I really right. want. I need that. I need some yeah. more. Yeah, for sure. Definitely got more room for me. Some more, uh, more progression. That's kind of what my whole plan was to get better and better and better. One, you know, yeah. gotta cut myself off before it gets too hectic and. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then balance it back into being a better one and better one. So this yeah. next one I do is going to be better. I know that for a fact because I got shit already lined up. Let's yeah. just hope things work out with all this world, period. I mean, screw the motocross <laughs> and all the other stuff. This world's kind of twisted upside down. Well, you can yeah. still do what you do even with the world yeah. twisted. I mean, yeah. We need, Mad Max. we need content. <laughs> we need content like that to, yeah. to make us smile and inspire us. Mad Max shit. <laughs> all right. Peace. Peace. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.